an American, an Australian, some whiskey, and a lot of rugby league. This week, I sat down with Nate Gladden from the Rugby League in America podcast, and we answer your questions in an epic q and I'm Michael Carboni. This is episode 27 of the Chasing Kangaroos podcast. You're listening to Chasing Kangaroos, the rugby league podcast for fans who are passionate about seeing the game played in more places. All right, we're going to jump on here. We're going to have some fun hanging out with... Hanging out with my main man right here. Got Michael Carboni. I'm loving this. Nate Gladden, it is very strange to be sitting looking at you as we speak. This I'm is u- sick, right? Used to seeing you on screen, but That's you are it. in the flesh. This is sick. I love this, man. This is dude. This is great. We're gonna have a friggin' blast. Have a good time and uh, and record. We're doing the Q and A. We're gonna chat about whatever. We're sipping whiskey. You got some Green Label you brought. We got some Glenlivet. We're gonna drink some and enjoy it. Very delicious. I think very important. Hopefully we are. Uh, by the end of it, it's kind of funny, a bit drunk, but we'll see how we go. Oh, no, but I'm totally good with that. <laughs> you're already there. Yeah. You're halfway there. Yeah. I've got I've got a bunch of questions. So I don't even know if we'll get through all of them. I, I'm a little bit nervous because I don't know what you're going to ask me. Oh, no. You don't know what yeah. I'm going to ask you. It's going to be great. Um, but but why don't we... I'm going to ask you first, though. This isn't from one of the listeners. This yep. is from me. But how are you like an Australian man being here a couple of days oh, now? Oh, my God, dude. Yeah. I'm doing great. And I'm, 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 dude, I'm fucking loving it. Like, I'm <laughs> having such a blast. And I'm drinking whiskey, right? So, uh, well... I'll say it like this. So, one, I've met a ton of people. I got to, like I told you before, I got to pick on Josh Moore. So, it was really cool to get to pick on an NRL player. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, met a bunch of different guys and had a lot of fun. My favorite thing probably so far was probably the yeah, was the typical American. I did the walk of shame this morning, right? I've done the walk of shame quite a few oh, okay. yeah. here. So, yeah. so, from where we're sitting in, the, in this Airbnb, uh, the girlfriend's family is about 300 meters down. And, uh, <laughs> and so I've been staying there obviously, but then like I come down here to like get showered up or whatever. Well, we come back from the ball last night and I didn't, like I went straight there and I was in my suit tie the whole nine. Well, at the ball, somebody gave me uh, Brad and Brad Grove, shout out to Brad, gave me an NRL wheelchair hat. Well, one of the, uh, one of the family, um, uh, family's friends, very close family's friends, uh, her husband is the under twenties Sydney Roosters coach. Crazy. So she gave me a shirt. So this morning I did the walk of shame in the rain. I walked down the road, uh, not in the best shape because I went to bed at like four-ish this morning. Uh, something like that. Five-ish, maybe a little bit. I don't know, somewhere. Maybe I should not admit what time it was. But anyways, I woke up a couple hours later. I walked down in like very nice dress shoes, uh, suit, pants, the rooster shirt. And I was carrying like my tie and my suit top in one hand and this bottle of Glenwood in the other. And the little old lady that walked by me and she just looked at me and I was like, ma'am, how are you? And then she just stopped and looked like, what the hell is going on right now? Who's this weird American? So Mate, there's no shame in that. The only shame is you're wearing a rooster shirt. Oh, so, no, I agree with that. So like one, like it's the only time you'll ever see me wearing the rooster shirt. But she gave it to me and I needed a clean shirt because the other one was soaked through a sweat. So... Yeah, I did the walk of shame in a rooster shirt. Fair so, enough, man. My 4 a.m. was going to check on my son, who was crying a little bit, my nine-month-old. So living vicariously through you at the moment, getting home at four. So oh that's, that's fantastic. Well, I'm hurting, so we're just going to keep it rolling. It's 
quite a few days into pain. Why don't we roll into some questions then? Let's do it, bro. You want, do you want to start? No, no, no. You start, man. Let's have fun, dude. We're just going to get into it and have a great time. All right. I don't even know where to start. So, all right. Let's, Whatever. I'm going to start with our mate. Uh, have you been speaking to Billy Walsh, Walsh Mighty Ducks? I've I think talked, he's, yeah, yeah, yeah. He mentioned that he's been reaching out to you as well. So, he's a really cool dude, doing some great things for, for the Walsh Mighty Ducks in Northern Wales origin. He had a couple of questions. So, I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with his first one now. So, Billy asks, would you like to see a nine circuit emerge to rival Rugby Union 7s? Ooh, yes and no. So, yes, without a doubt, I would like to see that. I'd like to see a circuit. I think having a circuit is never going to be a bad thing. I, I don't see how it could be bad, right? Yeah. Um, so, I have no problem with that. I don't think that... Um, I don't know that it's worth the effort. How do you how do you mean explain I mean, that? So I don't know that it's worth the effort of trying to rival the seven circuit, yeah, yeah. right? So I, I you know I'm so like to try to mirror and be like, yeah. okay, we need to go to all these continents and all these different places and everything else because we can kind of build it at that amateur level, which is kind of cool. Like the you know like London nines yeah. and Carolina nines yeah. and you can build Waikiki nines. Yeah. You have all the you know what do you got? Carimba, what is it? Carimba, Cab- Cabramon Cab- nines. Cabramon nines. Yeah, yeah. Carimba's yeah. like down the street, I think. Right? Uh, you could I, say that. You, you could, could say, say that. that. Really Maybe forty five minutes. Forty five minutes down the street. Minutes down the street. Right, that's down the street. That's the, we'll call that down the street. Um, but yeah, so you've got all the different ones. So that to me, like you, we're already starting down that amateur level. So I think maybe the answer is yes, but build it through the amateur and then let it just get big enough that it turns into that major one. Yeah. But don't go trying to push to get the nines circuit for the professional level. Let it be that amateur and then it builds into what it could be. Yeah, I think there's a lot going on at the moment and it could go either way. Yeah. And I've spoken about this before. For me, I just would start by saying like, do we want it like the question part of the question was are we going to try and compete with rugby union sevens i say fuck rugby union like i don't yeah. know like why like okay they can have their thing yeah. and their sevens tournaments are, are very exciting it's fantastic yep. people get together it's great but i don't want to be comparing our sport to seven uh, to rugby union all the time yeah. i think we've got our own thing going on and we'll probably talk about this more and more tonight it's true but man. i think let's not worry about what rugby union are doing let's do our thing we've got a nines world cup happening in sydney this year I'd like to see, I guess, uh, I'd like to mirror what's happening in the 13-a-side game in the nines. Yeah. So that USA, that America's nines that we just had that you, you played in, and I saw some good photos and some good footage of you Oof. getting palmed off by... Yes. by, by gigantic <laughs> Jamaicans. Yes, absolutely. So I would have loved to see that be a qualifier for the World Cup. Yeah. And USA won that game, any, uh, won that tournament anyway, and they're, they're going to be in the World Cup, so that's great. But I'd like to see that happening in Europe, that happening in Asia yep. Pacific, and that happening in Middle East Africa, and, and really start to build, I guess, it's not an official circuit with tournament, like four or five tournaments every year. I'm not sure how many they have in Rugby Union, but definitely would love to see, I guess, you know, like qualification for the World Cup, really make it mean something. Yeah. And I well, think we can build towards it. And that. I think one of the big things, too, is what's really funny is you're talking about comparing it to Rugby 7. I think that's actually much worse than so if, if you know, because some people are anti rugby union, right? In the yep. sense of because where you grew up or whatever, you can't be like in America, it's different because, yep. you know, you, a lot of guys go from union to league. And that like, must be weird for you to. It's to, weird, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you just use it as a whole season, right? Yep. And some guys are doing this. Well, sevens, this is a huge. I, I don't think I don't think rugby union is comprehended that rugby sevens is getting bigger than rugby union. In, in the States. No. Or in world. general. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I yeah. think the world's about to find out. Like uh, New Zealand aside, yeah. right? South Africa loves it. Like that's great. There's a yeah. couple like really big pockets, like England, like Fiji. Yeah, yeah. 
But when it comes up, the sevens is going to outgrow all of those, yeah. right? Like the circuit in America, like nobody gives a shit about the 15 side. And they, they do, but they don't in the sense of like they don't take it seriously. The USA is yeah. supposed to lose by 50 points when they play a big nation. Yeah. And they expect it. They expect the U.S. to win on the seventh circuit. Yeah, yeah. Like it's like they actually expect that we're the best in the world. It's actually crazy to see. I don't watch a lot of it, but I yeah. have kept in touch with the results because I have an interest in what the U.S. are doing in terms of rugby in general. Yeah. And um, they they're winning tournaments. They're up, oh, they're yeah. beating Australia. And yeah, they're, um, they're the only players on contract, really. It's crazy. Yeah. And and what's funny to me is sevens is more is closer to rugby league than rugby union. Sure is. Right. So and and but the guys in the states wouldn't even realize that. Some of them do they? Do you think every rugby union player in the states knows rugby league exists? No, absolutely. Not. What's the percentage in your mind? I would say like. I would say I would say the clubs that obviously are so any of the league clubs that pull from those union clubs, yeah. those teams hundred percent know about it, right? Yeah. Uh, other than that, I'd say probably 30 percent. That's probably it. Like, wouldn't but, it just but here's, blow the, here's, yeah. here's the kicker, though, right? Every single time you warm up on any team that I've ever played on on the union side, mm. you warm up on league rules, even though you don't know what that means. What so do you mean? Yeah, explain. So that. we'll get out there and you'll start passing the ball around before you get into the actual training, and before you you know say, hey, league rules warm up. Cool, sounds good. That means we're going to pass the ball around, set it down, roll it under our foot, and keep going so we can get our lungs going and our legs So going. they actually say league, league rules warm yeah, up, rules but they don't know up, what league but is. But they don't know what it is. Oh, I didn't know yeah. what it was. That's I didn't know insane. what it was for probably five years. And I was no kidding. Like, hey, league rules, oh, cool. This means we set it under our foot <laughs> and roll it. We didn't, I didn't know what that meant. I didn't know where that came that from. That just blew my mind. Like, we're one question in. And That's you it. Blame, you That's it. my mind. You just did like there wasn't a reason to know what that meant, right? Because it it's not on TV. It's not because until recently Union wasn't on TV. Yeah. So they don't really know. So just like you're you're hearing about the game from like the one dude from like England, like oh this guy's from Sale and he's been drinking for fifty years and he's super experienced and like the South African hooker yeah. who moved over twenty years ago and that's the one guy that knows the game right and so yeah. he teaches everybody else the game and then it's built for forty years in one lo- local club but it's like that's just the way Union is so I think Union's maxed itself out in America as far as like what it can do as far as that's interesting you know because we've got a lot of room to grow and, yeah. and I think we need to start and we'll probably get. We've got heaps to talk about tonight, but I think rugby league in America needs to start thinking about, okay, how do we push the boundaries of the little summer window where we play our sport and how we get, how we start to infiltrate the rugby union season and force players to choose. I know that sounds bad, but we need to get to a point where players are saying, okay, I'm a league player or I'm a union player, because as long as we're the baby brother to rugby union playing in the off season, it's going to be tough for the sport to grow in in the USA. Well, I think the best way to do that is to not and so in the in the USA it's not like you're either or it's this season is and this season is so in other yeah. words like in a, in the United and so if they're smart and this is so if, if, if league is smart they'll corner the market right so football matters from pretty much from September through December yeah. I mean like yeah in the NFL if you're going into playoffs January but people don't play it like actual people aren't playing high school football yeah. youth football college football like they're not really playing it beyond December yeah so most high schools are done with it by November so you can build it right so some of those teams will have rugby union they'll have it in high school well they play it in the spring because they can't compete in the in the fall right so in my mind on the on the men's level and the college or anything else it would be okay we introduce the season our season now starts in april 
Yeah. And our season goes April until September. Yeah. So you add just a little bit more, but you add that in there, right? What happens is you basically, at that point, you start to take over the season when you're not competing with football. Yeah. And you focus on that. And Union, which at the men's level starts and it goes all the way through the fall, all the way through the spring, you start to basically say, hey, if you're playing league, you're playing league from April to this time. Yeah. You, you, you start it and you end it before you ever compete. Don't try to compete with football. That just doesn't. No way. Yeah, it will never, never, never succeed. Yeah. You just won't succeed. They will crush us. They will crush you every <laughs> single time. And it's it's the country where I was born, right? Yeah. Like it'd be like American football coming over here and be like, "Hey, we're going to take out rugby league and AFL." Yeah, it would never happen. Good luck. Yeah. That's stupid. Yeah. So yeah, that's kind of my take on it. You know, it's just build that season, build that window like that, and and don't compete. Don't try to compete with rugby union in the sense of like trying to like take it over completely. Just compete with a season and just try to just focus on just taking over that season. And when you take over that season, you'll be good. And if you build your rosters big enough, you'll do really well because the seventh season happens during the summer. So you'll have those players that want to play seven because there are players that want to play sevens and they don't want to play rugby union. Oh, they wow. only come out for sevens. Yeah, they're attached to that team and they only pay, they only pay and play for the sevens season. Okay, and that is it, right? Yeah. Especially like in Atlanta, like I've played with teams in Atlanta and teams in, in Arkansas. They only they're only doing sevens. They don't give a shit. They're attached to that team. But they don't care about fifteens. So you may get them to play in league, and you may get them even if it's April, May, and then you know June, and by July they kind of bounce away and they go focus on sevens. But if you've got a deep enough roster, well then it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. So, All right, I feel good. I feel warm. We're having some whiskey. Yeah. Why don't you, hit, why don't you get your first first question out? Uh, so here's <laughs> here's one that I got was uh, where to go, where to go, where to go. Uh, if either you were in charge of the RLIF. Uh, <laughs> ESL, right? any of that, what would you do or change? It's a very broad question, but what would you do or change? Uh, incredibly broad. Uh, look, it's it's a tough one because the RLIF, um, in my opinion, needs more power. All right, and This is a hard question to answer because they, they don't have enough power. Like the NRL is really what's running the game at an international level. And I won't say running the entire globe. But the decisions that the NRL makes affects what the RLIF does. Yep. It's kind of like if the Premier League said, hey, FIFA, we're not going to send England out to play in this tournament. You know? And it's kind of weird when you think about it that way. So I don't know, to be honest with you, if, Nate, if you or I were in charge of the RLIF, if that would make a massive difference into what's actually happening, right. to be honest with you. Um, I guess what I would try to do if I was in a position like that would be to try and broker both sides of the world, both hemispheres in terms of NRO and Super League, try and get them together and try and get them marketing and working working towards the same sort of goals. Yeah. Um, and then that hopefully feeds up to the RLIF as well. But I think that's the best that I could do anyway. I'm not sure about... I, and I myself, agree because I think the RLIF has to have more power. It has to, right? Like, like you kind of like you hit it with the NRL. <laughs> Like if you're if you're you know I'll use the United States as a, as a obviously as a kind of a gauge. If the I live in New Jersey, right? So if yep. the state of New Jersey said, "Hey, this is what federally this is what we're going to do," the other forty nine states would be like, "Cool, bro, <laughs> that's really good that New Jersey's going to do that, but we're not going to do that here." And you couldn't change anything. You couldn't do anything about it, right? Like yeah. Unless you really like tried to push it. So the RLIF has to be that powerful, right? Because like the NRL, they control it, but if the but if the National Rugby League, if the NRL and the teams that make up the NRL are controlling yeah. it, then it doesn't actually grow. That's not how it works, right? Because that's that's this, you know, them, them trying to do that. I think the RLIF has to just, they have to get 
they got to get bigger britches, bro. Yeah. Like they put the britches on, right? Like they got to they got to put on the big boy pants and they just go, hey, we're gonna build it up. We got to be robust. We have to have a full staff. Like this, it's like three people that are sitting in a random office, right? It needs to be x amount of people that are fully funded fully staffed yeah. they are they are making payment like they are making money like that is their full time that is the only thing they do and they are in each hemisphere they're in each major country like the rlif rep in australia the rl you know because it's this big you could have the new south wales one and the queensland yeah. one but yeah. the rlif rep that is kind of overseeing rfl and oversees the united states and yeah. south america and all of it, but you have to have those people. But that those are, that would have to be full time employees. To where those comps, yeah, those countries, they turn around and go into them. So if it were me, I would my first thing would be to absolutely try to really make it a robust RLIF. Yeah, and I think that's where you got to start. They need dollars, and yeah, hopefully, dollars. hopefully these um, the, like the, these new tournaments that they've announced for the next ten years. Hopefully that puts some money into the coffers of the yeah. RLIF, and yeah, I guess we'll just see what happens. I think we're heading in in a good direction. Uh, it's, there's yeah, definitely yeah. much more going on internationally than we've seen yeah. or for as long as I remember in my lifetime. So I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. So, um, yeah, hopefully one day we will be in charge of the RLAF, Nate, you and I, as a, as like a be, jewel. That'd be <laughs> but, but we'll see how we'll we sit go. around whiskey. And just, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll talk whiskey. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk like we'll this. Talk like we'll, this. See, we'll see how we go. All right. What else have I got question-wise? Um, this one comes from uh, Gareth Reed from the Howland Hour. So, mm. again, mutual friend of ours. Yeah, yeah. And this was an interesting one that came up this week. So he wanted to know what our thoughts on Marty Tapao, hashtag Tapao, switching to Samoa, uh, what yeah. that means for the international game and, and, yeah, what our thoughts are on the switch. I love it. I freaking love it because, <laughs> so I believe in the, I said something a long time ago, it's the, uh, the Tamalolo effect. Yep. The Jason Tamalolo effect is real. I think it's legit. I think that, I honestly think when we look, we just talked about the RLIF and all that, right? Like I actually think when you look back, in 20 years time it wasn't anything that anybody else other than Jason Tamalolo did I think he's the big I think he's the yeah. catalyst that changes the game forever I legit believe that like, we will I, remember it's yeah. I, I, J, JT switching to Tonga for whatever reason and we won't go into that it doesn't matter but yeah. it's it's as big as when Artie Beatson put a punch on his teammate in State of Origin there you go that's what it's going to be like that's in 20 it. years time so yeah sorry continue no that's, that, that changes the game right so in my mind that's completely alters everything so to Pau and everybody else that goes to Samoa to Fiji to Tonga, right? So because right now Tonga is the hot ticket, right? Yep. Like, like if somebody said, somebody told me I could go watch Australia play England, I'd go, I'd go watch that. If somebody told me New Zealand play England or New Zealand play Australia, that's really cool. If somebody said Tonga versus anybody, I'd go watch that game. I'm in the minority, Period. but I think I'm more excited about Tonga and New Zealand next weekend than I am about state of origin I know but I I'm actually, in the minority so what's, what's what's funny is I'm super excited because I'm going right so because yeah. I get to see and experience origin for the first time ever yeah, so yeah. And, and my girlfriend's from New South Wales yeah, and yeah. I don't like New South Wales Queensland. so yeah boo, so, yeah, boo. so uh, and you wore a Roosters jersey yesterday yeah, oh it, it, yeah listen what's wrong with you I've been, a, <laughs> I've been in a steady state of drunkenness the whole time but I, I think the game between Tonga and New Zealand is more exciting than, than origin I really do I actually believe that I think Tamalolo changed the entire thing I think him going to Samoa I think it's an amazing move, and what I'm really hoping to see is in 2000, like in 2021, I really want to see Tonga in the final versus whoever. Wow! And yeah. I, and I want to see Samoa upset a team that wasn't supposed to. Like I'd like yeah. to see Samoa knock a team like England or Australia or New Zealand out. Like that's what I would like to like for money generator for stimulating the economy, kind of whatever you want to call it. You know, to be able to bump the game. Yeah. 
Tonga upsetting Australia in a final would be the biggest thing that could happen in rugby league. It would be massive. Do you think others will follow Marty, Marty Tapel? I do. Yeah. I and believe that they all do. I believe P&G and Fiji yeah. and all those teams. Yeah. I think it's changing. Do you see an issue with Marty Tapel being born in New Zealand and, rep- and choosing to turn his back on the Kiwis? Or no. do you think, yeah, why is, why is that? I, I don't, <laughs> and I think, well, maybe this is the uniqueness of being an American, right? Like, yeah. So, or, or like a perfect example, like, well, I played with the Latin Heat, right? Of course. Like, yeah. I played with the Latin Heat. Yeah. And, that, and that gave me, like, tremendous pride to play with the Latin Heat. And that's not because I didn't want to play with the USA boys, right? Like, I didn't... It's not like I wouldn't have wanted to play with those yeah. guys. But yeah. at the same point, like, representing the Latin Heat meant representing, you know, representing the heritage of the, you know, of, you know, this side of the family. So it's Cuba's side of the family. Oh, great. Like, that's a that's a massive pride, yeah. right? There's a certain... There's a certain something in there of having that, like immigrant feel or, or yeah. whatever you know like, like if you got a chance to represent Italy you wouldn't ha- you wouldn't hesitate to represent Italy if I had a chance I would have yeah for sure exactly. if but I had you a wouldn't chance hesitate, of course know? and of so course. I think that's what that is there, there, see that's the other thing too like, that, like there are certain cultures yeah that I'm glad have, you yeah. yeah certain cultures that have yeah. a really deep embedded yeah like drive and, and love for what they're about yeah and that makes that makes a big difference I'll tell a quick story and what what a lot of people and I think it's more of a um, an Anglo-Saxon mentality they don't understand this and not it doesn't mean it's bad or wrong or anything no. like that I, I grew up in um, in an area in southwest Sydney great school that I went to and we had about 104 different cultures represented in our high school like mm. crazy like just a cultural melting pot so we had people from all over the place you know Italian Maltese Croatian Filipino South American everywhere and um and what was funny for me, you look at some of the cultures, especially like the Croatian guys and girls, for example. Yeah. So their parents came over here from war-torn Yugoslavia. Yep. They spoke Croatian at home. Yep. They ate the food. They lived it. When Italy played Croatia in soccer, that was huge. Yeah. And if you asked any of... And this was 20 years ago that I was in high school, so I'm showing my age now. Yeah, me too. Love but if you, if you asked any of those Croatian guys or girls, or Australian... They were born in Australia. Yeah. If you asked them... What where they were from? They tell you it was Croatia. Yeah, and with the island, a lot of these islander guys, it's exactly the same as that. That's Their exactly parents right. are from from Samoa, Tonga, Fiji, or whatever. They go home, they eat the food, they speak the language, they're immersed in the culture. That's right. And they're still like, Marty Tapao is Samoan. He might have been born in Wellington or Auckland, or I'm not sure where he was from, but he's Samoan. Yeah, and 100%. I don't have I don't have an issue with that. The, the the problem I do have, or the problem I foresee in the future, is that. Um, I guess the pride in that Kiwi jersey, I don't want to see that lost. I don't either. So I think it's a benefit, right, from the standpoint of now the guys that are Kiwi will take more exception to the rule, right? Yeah. They'd be a little bit pissed off, right? Yeah. Like he just turned his back on us. So who are we going to produce from our juniors program that's going yeah. to beat his ass? Yeah. Like who's going to stick him on the field like when he comes running through the, you know, right on the edges and all of a sudden, you know, who's going to put that lick on him that's going to like make him realize that he should have been wearing the New Zealand jersey? And I hope it gets to that level. Yeah, because, me too. Because if it does, all of a sudden New Zealand versus Tonga or Samoa or, or, or whatever, that's got that state of origin feel. Just and changes. that's what we need. Yeah, that's what we need. It changes need. completely. Cool. It changes completely. Uh, actually, I know, already know the next question I want to ask. Cool. I saw this one came in, and it kind of switches it up from the game uh, to us, because this is kind of a unique thing, right? Like, we're yeah. from halfway across the world, yeah. like, on the other side of the world, uh, is if you could improve your setup, what would you do? My setup? As yeah. in the Australian setup? or like No, like our podcast. Like, oh. If you could improve your podcast, how would you improve If I could improve my podcast? Yeah, that question came in. How would each of us do that? Okay, so I would... Uh, at the moment... I'm an international rugby league podcast, so I think it's important that I run it 
amateur style developing. So I'm, yeah. I'm recording off. That's a bit of a. Uh, I don't really mean that. But I agree with it. At the yeah. moment, I'm recording on a pot, on an app called Anchor. I use my phone. I edit it on the way to work. Yeah. Uh, sometimes I record in a car, and I've had a, uh, some listeners have, have messaged me and said, "Do you really record in your car? Why do you do that?" It's because like the the, the sound quality, the acoustics are great in your car. Believe it or not, as long as the car's not not yep. going right, be very careful. But um, but I think if I was to improve my show, it would be to step it up professionally, get all the right equipment, organize yep. a studio, get all that stuff happening. Um, I think probably I don't know, man. I don't. Know. Well, what do you think? Like, how would you? Give me some advice. You've been doing this a little bit longer than I have. Yeah, it's crazy, right? <laughs> so what's really funny is, so if anybody goes back and listens to, there's a couple of episodes. Um, I couldn't even tell you which ones they are necessarily, but like one of them I do know is like I interviewed uh, Sam Cowley from the uh, from the Atlanta Rhinos last year. Yeah. And that episode was like the acoustics were phenomenal. It's because I was in the car, right? Yeah, like yeah, I recorded yeah. a couple of them with Graham Oliphant the first time I recorded with him. I believe it was in, I believe I believe it was with him the first time I recorded. I talked to him in the car. Like so, yeah, the, the acoustics of a car. Right, it is massive. I've done some where I actually put like I actually had some boxes, and I was like, oh, I'm put some boxes with pillows in them and yeah. see it. And no shit, it, it works. Whole, it does. It, yeah. it does. It really yeah. works. So with me, like the whole thing is, uh, for me, what I want to do in the next year is like the the place I just got in New Jersey was has a loft, right? And I yeah. did that on purpose. So it's like a, a place that I go to where I'm like, oh, this is the place I'm going to to record. And so I want to I want to buy area mics and like just bolt them in kind of concept yeah, cool. and like set them in to where there's like from different ones so that way I can have more options that way the audio picks up on a different one you know each time it would be different so maybe we, I use this one or I use that like the option to be able to pick which one picked up better cool little things like that yeah, so cool. I don't really even know how that what I really need to do if I could do one thing though it, honestly it's going to be to bring in some tech nerd and just be like I was hey, going to say I'm you need like an editor you. to yeah, come in and like I want to just pay you a couple hundred dollars to come tell me what I'm screwing up on which is 98% of the shit I'm doing I wouldn't but, say that man yeah, you get you're growing, you're growing yeah, yeah. fast, and I think it's just um, testament to the, the the world we live in today, man. That any yeah. just regular guys like us can actually do this. This is it. We're and uh, we're yeah, sipping whiskey, bro. Really cool. <laughs> Talking into a fucking <laughs> microphone, and people are listening to this right now. It's ridiculous. All right, what else? Also, I'd be like, I'd, I'd like to have a Joe Rogan studio. Oh, uh, yeah, cool. But that's but the studio want, would be awesome. Yeah, but man. I don't want to work out. But that's like long. He yeah, like yeah, he's doing too much exercise. These podcasts are long, man. I've never gotten into it because they're like how long? Like three hours. Oh, long. sometimes it's three. I love them. I do. You listen to all of them? I listen to all of them. All of them. Everyone. How do you find the time? So I no kidding. I listen to them. They're, they're my brain. This is probably not shocking. I can't turn off. I don't turn off. Right? Like I turn off. You've told me you don't hours. sleep. Yeah, I don't sleep much. Like I said. Yeah. So I got here. So I so I flew. I was up for thirty seven hours. I slept for four, Shit. and I'm ready to go. Yeah. Right. And like I woke. I think I went to bed at like five six ish this morning, and I woke up at eight. And I'm ready. I'm good. Wow. Man, yeah. I'm good, bro. Let's do this until three in the morning. Right? Like whatever. So, but so I listen to his. Whenever I'm not doing something else, when wow. I can have noise in the background, I'm listening to. When you're not listening time. to chasing yeah. kangaroos, you're that's listening right. To the Damn right. I like that. <laughs> All right, this question comes from Craigo72. It's for both of us. He said, "Should the NRL and Super League have talent identification combines in the USA for college athletes that do not make it to the NFL?" I love this question. Yes, absolutely. So I have <laughs> said this before, and I will say this again, and I completely believe it to my core. The first. The first club that gets smart and puts collar shirts with their team's logo on people like me or Nick Newlin or yeah. 
I, I don't know, insert any player that, you know, when I say player, not in, necessarily any player, but somebody that's been around the game and they've played American sports and everything else, and they start using them as scouts yeah. for talent, they're going to start winning. The first team that decides they're going to have a spring training talent scout every year or something like that, they're going to start to do, they're going to start to do a different thing. Caribbean and baseball, like, mm. they, like Major League Baseball has a mass, like 40% are Latin players. Mm. From the Caribbean, mm. because 60 years ago they invested in scouting, mm. and they invested in training camps down there where they would scout players. But they were basically going in and they were developing the game, and then from developing the game, they found players they wanted to bring over. If they did, if they did training camps, mm. skills camps in the United States, in Brooklyn or you know Tampa or somewhere like that, and they did that, and everything was focused on rugby league, and if you wanted to go through and get into their system you had to go through that but you were taking people from anywhere in the world like you, I'm telling you that would like you would gotta they, would do would there it. be kids keen to get involved like they, they say they just heard about hey I know you missed out on an yeah. NFL contract 100%. what do you think about this hell yeah they would Here, here's why because I'm going to blow your mind right Tell me. because you live in Australia dude <laughs> Like the a, lucky country, yeah. Yeah, no, it's an amazing <laughs> country. Like, other than the fact that it rained all day today, like the honest answer is this place is freaking gorgeous. I, I, I'm, I'm loving it. Like, I'm, it's, it's awesome, right? It's incredible. Yeah, it's a beautiful country. The idea, if you take an American, you say, hey, I want you to go overseas and I want you to go play a new sport. Like, cool. I don't know anything about it. You can live in Australia. I'm in. Like, that's the way it is. Like, I'm pretty sure most guys coming out of high school that don't get a college scholarship to play American football or basketball would jump at the opportunity to go play rugby yeah, league at any level in Australia. Yeah, yeah. And, dude, I don't know if you guys know this. I don't know if you've caught this yet. Like, I don't know if you guys, I feel like you've probably figured this out, <laughs> seeing as how you married one. But uh, Australian women, <laughs> I'm just saying, for the record, I'm not opposed to them. And I don't think most American men would be. So just saying, like, you kind of figured it out, you know, growing up here and having an Australian woman. So that needs to be part of the brochure. You need to say the women are great. The beaches are fantastic. Come and play rugby league. We've written the brochure. It's fantastic. There it is. That's perfect. What about you? I I agree. I'm surprised it hasn't been done yet. I don't don't see why uh, what Valentine Holmes is doing over in the States could be replicated in in reverse. It absolutely Um, could. Worst case scenario, a bunch of Americans come down here, learn how to play rugby league and take those skills back home and help develop the USARL. Yeah. Best case scenario, one of those guys becomes a star. Yeah. And, and, you know, there's, I don't think it would cost a lot to do this. Um, I guess the NRL... I'm not sure about the Super League, but the NRL certainly are investing a lot of their time and, and money into developing the Pacific instead because there's obviously a lot of talent there yeah. ready to go. But I don't see why we couldn't get, you know, 17, 34 American guys down here and maybe some women too. Like, we'll talk a little bit about 100%. that. You're the director of USA Women's Rugby League, the USA Hawks. Um, so I don't see why... And, and and it's funny, you know, I think the... And correct me if I'm wrong because you watch a lot more USARL than I do. But I think a lot of the best players in that competition that aren't exp- like that aren't Aussies or that are that are over there for for the, for the season, the best Americans in that competition are the guys that have played over here. So yeah. your Kevin Reeds and your Brandon Andersons and Jamil Jamil Robinsons, like, they're the best players in the league over there. And I've just rattled off three Brooklyn Kings players, but I'm sure there's yeah. others. Um, they've had time down here to, and I, I was speaking to one of the guys recently, and I won't say who, but he just said like the the guy's in. The, he's he's been in Australia and he's come back and he said the diff, the major difference is that skill level and understanding. But the guys yeah. hit as hard, run as fast. Yeah, 100%. it's just that skill level. So 
I think it. I think the game in the states would benefit a lot, and I think maybe the NRL might benefit a little bit as well. I think they would. I think the athletic ability. So I don't. I mean, we're all human beings. So I don't think necessarily we're, we're not made any different. We are exposed to so many more sports. Yeah. That I think we have more athletically rounded athletes because there's so many sports when they're growing up. Some are hand-eye coordination. Some yeah. are sprinting. Some are contact. Some are you know some are on ice. Like so they're all different, right? Like baseball is different than hockey. Is different than football. Is different than basketball. Soccer, rugby, all lacrosse. So there's all a different. So so many of these people get so many. Like Kevin Ray Jr. If I'm not mistaken, or, uh, no, I think actually it was Ryan Burroughs. That played lacrosse growing up, or oh, something. Did he? Yeah, I think it was. I think it was Ryan Burroughs. Uh, lacrosse is interesting. Yeah, the way interesting. the yeah. way that sport is growing in the states yes. at the moment. I think it's is it Paul Rabel? Do you know much about? Yeah, Paul? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Paul Rabel's just set things up over there, and he's using sh- social media to help the sport grow. He's and so smart. He's a he's a good guy. He, yeah. he's a, I listen to his podcast occasionally as well. I've I don't I've never played or watched lacrosse, but Me it's um it's interesting the way he's doing it, and I think they'll like I think. It, I wouldn't be surprised if lacrosse wasn't as big as maybe MLS soccer in a few years' time in oh, the no, States, the way agree. he's going, because he's really following that track. But anyway, that's yeah, yeah. completely... I, I think lacrosse in America becomes like AFL or rugby league in Australia. Like, it may, mm. be, it may be regionalized, mm. but it will have a religious... It has a religious following mm. on the north, like in the Northeast, for instance. Like, every... Schools will get rid of football programs to bring in lacrosse programs. That's interesting. That's crazy. To, yeah. Like, yeah, to think like... The only thing I know about lacrosse is the American Pie dude. Yeah, was, was, was that's it. That's player. it. Uh, that. I don't know who this question came in from because I I wrote this one down and then yep. like I took a picture so and yeah. I forgot to say who it came from. But the question that somebody asked was, "What is the USARL comparable in Australia?" They were like, "Hey, how, what is this comparable?" Oh, so what to level Australia? does it compare to? Yeah. And so what I'll say is this because then I think you'll be able to kind of explain this better. So. Yeah. The guys that have come over have played for so the Americans that have come over yeah. or the Aussies that have come over so they've they've come out of the system so some of them have played like Sunshine Coast Falcons yeah uh, when our guys came over some of them played for like the uh, like the Magpies yeah Ryan Burrows played yeah, for Ryan, Wentworthville played, Magpies yeah he yeah. played for Wentworthville we've got, had guys that played with uh, Tweed's Head yeah we've had guys that have come over and played uh, up in Cairns they played like on the uh, the brother uh, brothers brothers yeah brothers uh, and then we've had guys that have come over like Garrett and some, some of these different players they've come over and they been inside those systems but some of them played kind of like the next tier down for like the Canberra Raiders or played for like the Canterbury Bulldogs in their systems yeah. one layer down and those are the best players in our league so to kind of give everybody an idea and then I don't know what that compares to but to give everybody an idea is like some of those style teams what, what does that compare to? Some of those guys, so you're looking at, when you're talking about Wentworthville Magpies, that's Canterbury Cup, that's New South Wales Cup. I'm not sure if Ryan played in the first side or if he was playing like reserves yeah. or anything like that. When you're talking about tweets, so, but I, I would think it's a lot of the guys would probably be playing in like group country con- competitions. So okay. like a lot of guys playing around the Wollongong region. I've heard okay. of a few of that. I think Kevin was playing in Wollongong, yep. Kevin Reed. Um, so it's sort of like, I guess you would call it, it's hard because we don't have divisions. So you, we sort of have your NRL, um, your, your New South Wales and Queensland Cup. Then we go into into your under-20s or your, and all that sort of thing. So you don't really have – but on the, next to that, you sort of have your group competitions and, and yeah. all that sort of thing and your your, um, your Ron Massey Cup and your Brisbane Cup and all that yeah, sort of yeah. thing. So I guess you probably would compare it to – if we're talking about layers or divisions, you'd probably be looking at that third – or fourth sort of okay, division. Yep. It might be similar to that. I'm not saying the USARL is the same standard as yeah, these yeah. competitions, but I'm saying some of the players are obviously being able to mix it right. at that level. Yeah, and then you take um, a guy like Ryan Burroughs who's played in the... So he's a he's a really interesting example. Yeah. 
is an easy example. He's played in the local league, so he was back. So he played eighty minutes yesterday for Nova. So Nova. Just, oh, he's back at Nova. Yeah, yeah. That's so great back, news. So he, yeah. yeah. So he did a he did a summer contract with the MLR team that was in the DC area. So because he played rugby union and he played rugby league, so they did a summer contract. So they had this weird thing like the MLR. That team didn't. Ex- it's not a full fledged member in like the local rugby league, the major league rugby. Yeah. So because of that, uh, or rugby union, because of that, it's like a it was like a four month season or a five month season okay. or something like that. Or five-week season. So he signed like a summer contract. So he couldn't play with Nova until that contract had in. Gotcha. So he missed the first two games, and now he's back. Right? Because the contract's over. So and did Nova, win, not, Nova won today? Nova won today. They won right? today. So Nova, won the yes, and Yeah, so <laughs> Nova won. He played 80 minutes at hooker, and he's never he's always been a fullback. Yeah, runner. wow. But to give you an idea, like he's a guy that played for the Barrel Raiders. He's a guy that played for Wentworthville Magpies. He's a guy that plays for the Nova Eagles. So when he played for Nova Eagles, his first year of playing rugby league, he scored 33 tries. Yeah, crazy. That's in, insane. And that's in how many games? Like, you guys don't have... Oh, we're talking like six games. Yeah, it's not like a 25-game yeah. season. No, yeah. we're talking like <laughs> a We need six, to make that very clear. Like a six-week yeah. comp. This guy's scoring five tries a game. <laughs> like, no problem. And he, he never played the game. He steps in, he scores like five, six, seven tries in a game. That's yeah. in a game. Yeah. He goes to Wentworthville Magpies. He did play first grade, so he goes over there. He plays with them. Like, on, like they're... Their best level or whatever goes over yeah, there. Yeah, that's great. And Wentworthville, yeah. just to make it clear for you as well, Wentworthville feeds into the Parramatta Eels. Okay, there you so go. So, like, that's a level. That, like, Wentworthville yeah. send their reserve players that are over 20 yeah. to Wentworthville. And okay. see, there yeah. you go. And yeah. so then, then he goes over and he plays for London Scholars, and then he, or he goes with Toronto, obviously, and then he goes to London Scholars, and then he ends up at the Barrel Raiders. I mean, that's. That's pretty damn amazing, like to, uh, to see that. I'm glad he's back at Nova, back in the USARL. Yeah, when he too. signed up with that M- MLR side, I messaged him and I said, "Dude, what are you doing?" And he goes, "Don't worry, man, I'll be back." Yeah, and I was yeah. like, "Okay, cool, that's that's." And, cool. and if I'm really honest, I don't think I'm like necessarily dropping anything, you know, earth shattering. But the honest answer is, when the New York team comes in, there are a couple players that, without a doubt, like I and I've flat out said this. I don't mind to say, like I've had conversations with Ricky on the phone. Right? Yeah, yeah. I'm not a contract. I'm not an agent. I'm not any of that stuff. But I've been really honest with him because he's he's you know they they ask hey we're gonna be coming in. What are your opinions on the game? And they ask me those questions. Yeah. They don't ask me like what's this guy's you know height, weight, speed. They, they, yeah. That's not my job. Yeah. Um. And I've been very honest. I'm like if, if you do not try to capture the Kevin Reed Juniors, the Jamil yeah. Robinson, the Brandon Anderson. The Ryan Burrows, yeah. you're not going to succeed the right way. We, like New York doesn't give a shit about yeah. having twenty something guys from yeah. another country. They want twenty guys from another country and five guys that sound like yeah. them, with one of them being yeah. somebody that they can market in underwear. Those four like, guys that you mentioned, thing. if they don't walk into that the squad at least for New York, like yeah, that, that's a no brainer for me. No brainer. When was the last time you spoke to Ricky? It will be about uh, probably about a, probably about three weeks ago, something like that. So yeah, yeah. Can we you talk- say about? Can you talk about where they're at, or because they've obviously been. <laughs> Yeah, I talked to him to, and I talked to, to Tony Fisi a little bit as well. Yeah. So Tony Fisi, who's down in New Zealand. So, um, so, so they're, they're on track. Are they like They're on track. They're pushing forward for 2021. That's their hope. That's their push, yeah. man. And, it, and it's to get into that New York team. You know, the interesting one for, for me, and I know we're doing the Q&A, but this one is really – this was a, a question that came in weeks ago. Yeah. And I told him I would uh, – this was like right when we said, hey, we're going to do this. Yeah, cool. So it was before we started doing the Q&A, but one of the questions like, who the hell came – this is bad. I don't remember the names. Anyways. Um, Whoever it is, great question. Yeah, Thank great you. question. Massive <laughs> question. But – you basically said uh, you, the, the the question that was asked was you know when when these guys come in the comp do they really want to do they really want to go all the way to the top yeah. this was kind of sparked off the back of Steve Mascord and his yeah, conversation yeah. you know what, that he had on, was that on, on uh, uh, um, oh was it forty no it wasn't 40, no it wasn't forty twenty he did an episode five live yeah yeah five live yeah, on yeah, BBC yeah. Yeah. and he did that one and somebody reached out and they're like hey what do you think about this that's what made me I was like oh I'll go listen to that podcast and I heard it. 
Um, it'll come to me in a minute who that was. But anyways, but they asked that, like, do they really want to go up? And the honest answer is, like, as I, and this isn't Ricky talking. This is me talking. Hell no. Mm. I wouldn't go up the Super League. Mm. If I was Toronto, I wouldn't. If I was New York, I would go to the championship level, and I would just stay in championship. If you were Toronto, you'd stay in championship? Hell yeah, I'd stay in championship. Wow. Okay. I would not go up. Why? None, none of the names that yeah. they play against matter. Yeah. Like, how many people do they get into these games? Yeah, but surely, like, will the Toronto fans continue to come in droves to watch Toronto defeat, uh, who they beat, Dewsbury, 70-8, to eight, like they did this morning? Will they continue to show up? No, but they yeah. can build the championship to another yeah. level. Because, yeah. what, because what happens is the whole game gets tipped up. So I look at England, and I look at it like this. I, 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 I like where this is heading. But go for I it, hate yeah. to say this, but I'm... But I'm <laughs> but the, so I hate to say what I'm about to say, and that is that I believe the game in England is dying. And it's, like, yeah. almost dead, and it just doesn't know it yet. The game in England is, is is trash, not because like skill level, but trash in the sense that they don't realize that they're they're really they are so embattled with themselves that yeah. they are that they are making themselves not a great product on the field or in the public eye. I guess I should yeah. say not on the yeah. field, but in the public eye, to the point that they're starting to splinter bad, right? Like yeah. they really are. And so in my mind, this is a perfect chance for championship to go. We're going to reinvent ourselves. Yeah, we're going to completely reinvent ourselves, and the teams like. Because only one can go up at a time. If you get like six or seven of them that are like, hey, you know what? Like, yeah. we're good enough. Like, why don't we make something of this? Why don't we find our own contracts? We don't have to fall into the Super League bullshit. And yeah. we can do our own TV deals. We can yeah. all, they're going to take Toronto as, an, as, a, as a thing. You're going to have the Bradfords and yeah. maybe a Sheffield Eagles and a Toulouse. And if Leeds drops down. And Leeds falls down. All oh, of a sudden, yeah. Leeds is playing. So if I'm Toronto and I don't go down and I'm playing against Leeds and all these other ones... We're talking about yeah. like legit. You could have say eight teams in that comp that are legit, and the other ones are just kind of they're they're the Dewsberries that get beat really yeah. bad. But if you have say eight teams in that championship comp that are that are tough enough that can focus and invest, like all they got to do is realize they fall down. It's really That's huge. It's interesting, and the guys you obviously listen to the full eighty, Mick Ledhill, and yeah, and, man, and um, yeah, the game caller, and and show me the money. And um, they talk about this a fair bit as well. And, it, and it's kind of like, so we already know that like the Super League and the R- RFL have sort of splintered off from an administrative perspective. So they're run separately for all intensive purposes. But there are rumblings that there could be more of a split. And it, what would happen, and I know Mick Gledhill's been very vocal in yep. this regard over the last week or so. Yep. What happens if the championship decides they want to be the premiership and they want to market themselves as a top tier of rugby league yeah. and they have their Leeds and their Bradford and their Toronto and their Toulouse and their Ottawa and their New York. Uh, you know, what happens then? And it, it's interesting. It's kind it kind of becomes England's version of the super league ARL war that, that we had over here. It's I'm not exactly sure how much, I think you're learning a little bit about that recently. Uh, the rugby league digest. Rugby league digest they're guys, yeah. awesome. They're good. I want them to get into it though. They've had four episodes they have building had four it up. Episodes. We get, into guys. It, guys. get into it. Let's get into this. it. I'm learning. I'm trying to learn as much as I can. <laughs> I don't know if that hurts the game in England though, because yeah. it certainly hurt the game here and it's taken us 20 years to become probably the biggest sport in Australia again, I believe anyway. Yep. Um, it's interesting though to see what can happen. All I know is that the game in the UK and in Europe, the way it's run, the teams at the top, I think that's all going to change. It's going to be very different in five or ten years. I agree. Because um, it's it's funny from a brand perspective. Like, it's really funny. Like uh, this this is way off topic, but if you're if you're a rugby league fan in Australia, if I asked most rugby league fans in Australia who the Warrington Wolves, what sport they play, they wouldn't be able to tell you. 
Sure would. Like, that's no joke. They might know Wigan and that's it. Yep. And that says something to me. And it goes back to what we're saying about the NRL and the Super League needing to work together more. Yeah. Um, there was a question. I'm going to ask this question, actually, because it stems from here. So there was a que- another question from, from Billy Forrester. Let me find it. Uh, was it from Billy? Was it from Billy? No, it wasn't. <laughs> Sorry, man. Let me find this question. No, do your thing, bro. I'm going to sit here and sip some more whiskey. Let's sip some more whiskey. Some Johnny Walker. Green Why don't you label. talk about Mascot Browns while we're here? Because they sponsor Mas- both of us. Yeah, while exactly. I find this question. There you go. So I will talk about them for just a second. Why not? So Mascot Browns, you should get on some of that swag and go check them out. They actually have a lot of kick-ass gear. So a lot of the different stuff that we talk about in, in here, you may be able to find it. We talked about like Samoa and stuff. They have all the Samoa gear. So why not? Uh, Tonga and all that. They, they do the cool thing where they do like the, the, the featured nation of the month and yeah. I think that's pretty kick ass how yeah. they do that I, I don't know I think that's pretty cool Yeah. Um, and then of course they have books and I've always teased but the honest answer is as long as you know how to hold the book upright you'll look smart yeah, you yeah. know what I'm saying so I mean you can get all those different ones I wonder if they're going to get the uh, I need to look back on there and see if they've added any new books because I haven't looked in there in a while I need to see if they have but obviously they have you know they have the different ones that are yeah. on there they have the uh, the one that I keep in the background here so if you look in the background Show me. I always keep my uh, my rugby league one right there cool right there from uh, America yeah, yeah, versus yeah. Queensland and on you know Brisbane cricket ground and all that is stuff is that Gavin Willisie yeah it's from yeah, Gavin yeah. Willisie's book the signed so. version of yeah, yeah exactly Brown. I've got Phil Brown joining me next week because there's obviously a bunch of international games happening and that's I awesome. thought he's going to be going to a lot of the games yeah that's cool so I'm like Phil like we've been speaking a fair bit and I'm like man come on the show with me and yeah. we'll talk all about it but I found the question so it's actually from Oliver from NRL in my opinion mm. uh, who you've been speaking to a bit as well we've got a lot of mutual friends yeah man. Man. it's cool um he said, what are your thoughts on a Northern Hemisphere Super League with a conference system? So you'd have English sides in one conference, American sides, and then the rest of Europe. And then the top two teams from each conference would go off into the playoffs. So this is kind of what I'm talking about. I'm not saying this will happen. Yeah. But potentially it's an option, right? Yeah, no doubt. Like Because we've got Ottawa and New York and Toronto, and who knows, maybe Boston and Jacksonville and Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. There's enough for for a pro USA sure conference is. above the USARL, right? Yep. What do you think? No, I 100 agree. <laughs> I think there is. I think I, I honestly that's so that's the interesting thing. So I hope Toronto doesn't go up. Mm. I really do. Like I legit hope Toronto doesn't go up. I don't care about Super League, and I don't mean that bad. But I can't see them as soon as they go up. To, as soon as Toronto goes to Super League, I lose the ability to watch them. You okay? Okay. That's they're so going, that's because they fall under that new contract. They're going to fall under oh, Sky you're Sports. Not, oh, you won't physically be, I won't able, be able to watch to them. Watch okay, them. Yeah, I yeah, can't yeah. watch them. Yeah. I can't keep up with them. I can just get updates. Right now, I can watch well over fifty percent of their games because they can stream them and they've got their own deal. Yeah, okay. So I can see their games as soon as they go to Super League. They disappear off my screen. Now the only team that's in the Northern America that's in North America, the only team that I could possibly identify with. Is gone, but surely that will and change if they get into Super. League. I don't believe that those. I don't oh. believe that they're intelligent enough to do a, a, con, a good contract. And I know that sounds crazy. I know that like I'm the positive guy, but the honest answer is I believe I'm positively. Yeah, I've never right. heard you say something. Yeah, that but I believe that I'm positively right that when they go up there, like that group of people, they don't know what they're doing. I don't believe they know how they're how to do stuff. I think what's happening is because Toronto came in, I think it sparked a beautiful thing in rugby league. Yeah, and I think Toronto. Pushing, 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 and all, and losing to London was a great thing. Mm. As much as I wanted to see them in the Super League last year, now mm. I don't. Because I look at it and I go, okay, if Ottawa comes in, New York comes in, 
Both of them do very well in the first couple of years, and they get up in there in that level. And you've got Toronto, mm. New York, mm. Ottawa. You've got them. Well, then all of a sudden that Boston bid that was there before, mm. well, now it looks really good. Hey, I'd like to work a deal and get back in here and, mm. and, and run over everybody in League One for a year and then get back to championship. And once I get the championship, I want to stay. Well, now all of a sudden you get just enough teams that have that power. Mm. Well, then like a Jacksonville, which I know that Jacksonville would love to be in a comp. They would, love to be, they would love to be in a professional. I'll throw league. another one out there. Kingston, like Jamaica. Yes. Like they've got some yes. they got some yeah, man. Like skill, man. They've got some build players. That. Yeah. Vancouver out west would be a great place. Like yeah. there's multiple places you could build that right? Vancouver Dragons, yeah. That's it, the Vancouver yeah, Dragons. Big big <laughs> shout out. So but the honest answer is like you you can build enough areas inside the North American region or the Caribbean, whatever, just the Americas. You can build that big enough. And the only like you think about Toronto and all the money they spend flying back and forth, New York, mm. Ottawa, all the money. Imagine if they didn't spend that money flying back and forth mm. and basing out of England and all these other places. Imagine if their mm. season started here. Like I know they're in championship, but eventually they'll break off from that. I believe they will. Yeah. So imagine their season starts in April yeah. and it goes all the way through September mm. or something like that. And that's their comp. They, they could take all that money and turn around and push that in to say, I don't know, a Jacksonville, a Boston, a Brooklyn, or whatever, as they build and it's, hey, we're going to help with your travel costs because mm. it benefits us. That's what Jacksonville did. When mm. Jacksonville did it in the USARL, they started the South. Yeah, they're on their own, right? They're, they're the only on their own. And then they started a minor league circuit. And that mm. minor league circuit was a Tampa and a Central Florida mm. and Atlanta. And Which is played. what Chicago is trying to do at the yeah. moment. Right? And so yeah. they built that. And then from that, then those clubs all became USARL members. Those mm. were amateur clubs. Those were minor league clubs of a minor league mm. club mm. that they funded mm. themselves. Mm. And then financially, they got to the point where they were like, hey, now we need you to buy out us and support yourself. And mm. they did. It's the same thing. It's basically Toronto and New York and Ottawa could step in and say, hey, we'll spend that money for you to prop yourself up and then yeah. you take over and now we've got our own comp. It's interesting. Like, it's all very interesting. You said something that scares me a little bit and I'm sure it scares a lot of their flat cappers in, yeah, in no, Northern I, England, right? It should. But what happens if they, if Toronto and Ottawa and New York and all these sides come in and then you get Boston and Vancouver and what, what have you and then the money comes in and things are great and then they all say, hey, guys... We're gone now. We're starting our own thing. Then what happens? I think that's what actually scares a lot of the, the Northerners up in the UK. It should. So, like, what I'd like to say, if something like this happens, and we go down Oliver's plan here from NRO, in my opinion, if that happens, I, I hope that it gets, it does become a conference system. And you end up seeing... Exactly. The, at the end, you have your grand final at the end of the year, and then you have the World Club Challenge becomes... Super uh, English champions versus American champions. That's exactly right. And meanwhile, the NRL sits back and goes... Oh shit! We missed out on this yeah. this thing. And like, then this they is want great. In. And then they want in, and then all of a sudden it turns into like this crazy. Anyway, yes, it turns into real competition. That's what it turns into. Drinking too much whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to my world, bro. Welcome to my world. I stay cross-eyed at all times. Uh, the honest answer is. I was like, wondering why you're looking at me like yeah, that. Don't, anyway, don't feel bad. It's okay. Um, it's dimly lit in the perfect way. Mood lighting. Uh, but you know, like I look at that and I see it. So they should be scared of that. Because I think that's coming. And I think the Americas are going to step up and be just as good as England really quick because those are players that can come over here. Mm. So we can start stealing from them. So then we get to that ability to start that comp, just like you said. We get those two split. Once we get those two split and they start to compete like that, that mm. makes it that makes the game in England better. Mm. Because now 100%, was, yeah. yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like it, it they should be scared. Because a break is coming, mm. but that break benefits them in the long run because then that competition is there. If they do it the right way, that competition is there, 
And now they have that. And then the NRL turns around like, we want in on it. Well, how do you get in on it? Well, now our World Club Championship, our World Club Challenge is between the winner of this comp and us. Because mm. we're still the best and we say we're the mm. best. So now all of a sudden they're playing against each but other. But isn't it interesting? Like, and it goes back to that RLIF question we had earlier. Yeah. The NRL has all the power. What if all of a sudden something like this happens and the NRL's going, hey, what about me? They lose the power. All of a sudden, like, there's more of an even split and that's yep. when we're in charge of the IRLIF and things are, things are getting Boom. done. Um, cool. That's all. Yeah, that's cool. Hit us um, up with another. We're on your American soil. So you hit us up or your, your Australian soil and I'm an American. You see how American I am that I just said on American <laughs> oh, come soil? Come on, man. You don't own everything. Yeah, come on. I know. It's, it's, it's bad. Yeah. It's, we're not imperialists though. I'm yeah. going to ask you, uh, so this is one from Tom Stevenson, another mm. person that I know for, over from California. Yeah, yeah. So I want to go back to sort of USARL sort of stuff because like, okay, I had a few it. questions like that. Um, so he asks... Should the USARL do a locals versus expat game at the end of the, at, at the as their sort of origin, I suppose? So yeah. we're seeing it happen in Malta. They're doing Red Knights versus Black Knights. I don't know if you've seen yeah. that. We've seen it happen in the UK before, where they've had like the the uh, best English players versus the like the exiles they called it. So all yep. the Aussies and Kiwis that are playing over there. Do you think that would be cool to see over in in the USARL? I think it'd be really cool. I think the way that you'd have to do that would be. I think the way you'd have to do that, you'd have to say that probably either do one of two things. Either one, you bring back, you, you do like an almost like an alumni game or, or something like that where it's players that have formerly played in the USARL that were that were imports, um, which would be pretty hellacious. They'd be, you'd have a damn good team, right? Bring back Jake Watson. Bring back Jake Watson. There you go. There you go. That'd be great, right? Jake, where you at right now, bro? You should be, you should be here drinking whiskey. Jake should um, be here, man. He should be. Been studying hard. Hope to get him back on yeah. the show soon. Jake, yeah, if you're yeah. listening... Finish studying. Stop studying. Yeah, stop get being back on smart. The show. Come on, dude. Come being, on. Being 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 smart and being educated doesn't really do anything for you in the long run. It sounds <laughs> like it does. It feels like it does. It doesn't. You don't get this buzz that I have right now. Advice for Jake Watson. Yeah, exactly. But no, I think um, I think that would be a really cool thing to do. I think the other one that could be really cool to do, uh, still along the same guidelines or whatever, it would be. If you had the players, like if you took the USARL all-star team and you do, you did it every year where the all-star team was built out and they played against a touring side. Yeah. That kind of thing. Because then it's kind of the same concept of you've got foreigners playing against yeah. them, but you're seeing the best domestic comp versus a domestic comp. Like, yeah. Like, a, you know, like, like. Kuji's coming over later this year. Yeah, cool. You know, Kuji's coming over that or Kuji Ramwick. That's that's one hundred percent confirmed. Hey, Kuji versus California. Yeah, yeah, and that's an equal. That's a you know somewhat equal footing kind of concept, right? Yeah. So it kind of gives that. So maybe an all star game versus that. Do you think Tom asked this one as well? Do you think the winner of the USARL is really the champion if they don't play California Rugby League? It's <laughs> because <laughs> he wants California he Rugby League. The answer California. is yes at this moment. It is because here's what's interesting. If you look at the game of rugby league, it all kind of homes into one area, right? Like Northern England, yeah. the eastern the eastern coast of Australia, the eastern coast of the United States. Like it, like it all kind of hubs into one like region as it's building, right? Until we get it out in California, which I do hope it happens, but until we get it out in California, yeah, they are the champions. And I know Tom was joking around, but yeah. surely like we've got like stuff happening in Cali. Yes. You've got stuff happening in Chicago. Yeah. I know Andy Lucas is talking yeah, yeah. Carolinas. Yep. Like... You you mention every now and then Texas. Yeah. Like, what's going to happen? Where where are we going? 
I think what it comes down to, so this is very interesting. I think it need, we need to keep getting more Australians to move over, right, in these areas. So uh, what it comes down to is we've got a lot of guys that will move over that may be Aussie. But they're still in that, like, I want to play mode or whatever. Yeah. What you need are the guys that are going to show up and be like, I don't really have any desire to play. I'm 55. I want to build a team. We need more of those kind of people coming gotcha. in. Gotcha. If that makes sense. Yeah. Because if, if those kind of guys come in and they have access to – they have uh, a knowledge and a background of – administrative or leadership or something like that if those people are coming in because what happens is they get in they don't you don't know like so it's very interesting I've been here for a couple days and just in a couple of days my eyes have been open to how like the NRL works okay I mean like tell me how it works please now here's okay all right I'm gonna I'm totally gonna all right actually I'm gonna tell you this actually I'm gonna tell you a little something funny I can tell you that I've gotten more access than I know I was supposed to because yesterday was really funny uh last night uh, I ended up in at some point. Don't worry about at what drunken state I was. <laughs> I actually ended up in on accident. The coach's office and the board and everything else for the Cronulla Sharks. Oh. So I actually saw the plays on the fucking board. Like oh, I saw wow. the plays on the board. Right. I'm sitting. I know, kidding. Like didn't sit in the seat. But maybe <laughs> I did sit in Josh Morris's seat. But maybe I didn't. Possibly I sat in all of those places where they were. At, like the doors were unlocked. And I didn't mean to. I was looking for a place to change into my suit. And I was like, where, the, where is this? Oh, wait, wait, what is this? Holy shit. Like, that's the plays on the board. Can you just, uh, we'll turn the mics. No one's listening to this. Can you right. email those plays to Paul McGregor? Because St. George, after the game tonight, we haven't spoken about this yet. Oh We're both God. very upset. But the Dragons need anything. We need something. We need help. I swear <laughs> to you, I would like to fund my trip by sending out all the plays to the Sharks. Just, just to all the NRL teams, if they just fund my trip. I'm not even, dude, it blew my mind. Right, But like, but like little things, but like seeing the guys down in the city. Uh, down in Cronulla, down yeah. down on the water. Yeah. Uh, finding out like this whole like it truly is like the suburbs. You know, of, yeah. there's a team here in the suburbs. There's a team here, and there's a, yeah, it, it, it's crazy. What, what does Cronulla compare to? So we're you're, we're sitting here in um, San Susi at the moment, and what San Diego, California. San Diego. Now, not now, and the Cronulla's small. Yeah. Compared to like the city of San yeah. Diego, but yeah. the concept of San Diego, California, vibe wise, yeah. I would say that's what it felt like. Okay, cool. That's that's what I give it. Now I know it's cold and rainy today yeah, like yeah, was, yeah. But, but the honest answer is like I, I would say that I would say for the most part Cronulla reminds me like it's a San Diego vibe cool okay interesting yeah. alright hit me What's, yeah, what do you got what do you got let me, let me get in there let me get in this <laughs> I'm gonna sip uh, a whiskey over here yeah yeah uh, wait where's the popcorn we need some popcorn I do oh dude <laughs> I need a popcorn there's been a lot of things um yeah, there's been a lot of things that I've learned since I've been here where in the hell are my questions that came up um oh while we're doing this why don't why don't you tell me whatever you want to tell me? Because, uh, and I do want to talk about uh, women's rugby league at some point. Well, that's the question I had. I'm going to tell you a little secret, right? All right. I, every now and then I have Q&A episodes on, on Chasing Kangaroos. Yeah, yeah. And we always ask for questions and we get a lot of questions. But I always have a question on every Q&A episode from Bernard Fizz. Oh, but shit. Bernard okay. Fizz is a made up name. It is, and this is a secret. Don't tell anyone, all right? The, the, the mic's not rolling. Right. But Bernard Fizz is the question that I want to ask. Myself. Okay. I'm so excited about this. So this question comes from Bernard Fizz. What does Bernard Fisk wear? Bernard Fizz wears like tails, top hat. He's a, he's really? a real like, yeah, like Mr. Monopoly man sort of guy. <laughs> I'm into this guy. He, um, he's a good dude. Maybe he has a mustache. I'm not sure. I Ber- like him <laughs> a lot. So Bernard Fizz wants to know, when will the USA women's team be playing their first match? And when are they playing down under? Ooh, that's very interesting. Let me know. 
Well, the you can, Bernard Bernard, fees, no? well, Bernard and everybody else would know this. So me being down here, uh, a major reason why I'm down here is to try to really have these meetings. Now, I'll leave the people that I'm meeting with names out of it because yep. they may or may not want this to be said. But that said, I am meeting with sides that belong to the NRL, so obviously on the women's side. At the same time, I'm meeting with New South Wales, kind of with some of their council people, if you would. I don't really know what you'd call them, like leadership. Yeah. Queensland as well. Uh, and that is to try to set up a couple different things. One, we want to have our heritage players. We want our girls to try out. Like if they want to make our national team, they're going to go through competitions, and that's to start to really include the uh, include everybody. Uh, we also want home grounds here in Australia. Okay, uh, that's what I want. So I want home grounds. I want games to. I, I want to be able to split the American uh, the American side to be able to grow it faster. So what I want is to be able to take mainland mainland America and say okay. Carolina is where we've got a lot of players playing, so we're going to base it out of the Carolinas. So yep. when we play games wearing the red, white, and blue, and we play against, hopefully in 2020, against Canada and Jamaica, cool. um, hopefully when we do that, we're playing in the Carolinas, right? Also, when we're playing against either a Samoa or a Fiji on the women's side next year in 2020, hopefully, if we can work this out, um, if we can coordinate this and kind of over the next little bit make this happen, then in 2020, we would be playing in Australia. Cool. And the difference is, then what I can do is I can take my heritage players, and we can take our heritage players and mix them in with our Hawaii, because we're working on that right now. Uh, Hawaii's got an amazing rugby culture, yeah. just in general. They play rugby union, and for rugby league, it's simple because they swap over and they yeah. play league rules yeah. in nines tournaments yeah. and, and other things. And they've got a lot of Polynesian culture and all that. Yeah. So take the Hawaii, maybe California, and heritage players and mix them together, and they wear red, white, and blue. The reason why I like this is because what happens is, and if we play in 2020, which the hope is when I leave your beautiful country, yeah. it's that I've had a, I've had conversations with certain individuals inside of Fiji, New South Wales city, New yeah. South Wales country, you know Queensland country, whatever, all these different ones to basically say we want to tour here next year. We want to be next able, year. Next year, coming back. I, like I want to like be it. touring in 2020. Yeah. I want to be touring. Um, Here's a cat's out of the bag one. I'll give you a cat's out of the bag one. Tell okay. Me. So I have a real, uh, this one This one will at least make at least one person that would be probably classified as my boss in this situation. Like, not happy that I'm saying this, but I don't care. Don't worry, uh, no one's listening. Yeah, nobody's <laughs> listening. Um, but the honest answer is, um, so one of the ways that I think would really help would be to strengthen. So kind of like the, for lack of a better term, kind of like the way that the Lions Tour does in Rugby Union, where they travel every four years or whatever. Yeah. Not necessarily travel for four years, every one year or two years or whatever it is, but I want an America's team. So I've, I've had conversations and I'm going to continue to try to build those relationships. I would personally like to see the United States, Canada, and Jamaica Crazy. come together. Yeah. Send over, say, and I'm using this as an example, it could be whatever, but I'm using basic numbers. I've had these conversations and, I, and everybody really likes the idea of this. Yeah. But it's a matter of let's get on the same page and let's figure it out. Let's say, again, using numbers just because I went to public school. So seven, seven Canadian women, seven Jamaican women, seven American women. Yeah. Let's just say that. Yeah. Every single, every single year, the coaching staff belongs to a different country. It doesn't belong to just the United States. Jamaica takes it. Canada takes it. The United States takes it. You travel down under. And you play as a combined America squad. That's crazy. I haven't you, even thought of. That's a crazy play idea. against these other countries. You play against Australia. You yeah. play against... It doesn't matter, right? Like, it gives yeah. the Jillaroos a chance to play somebody else, right? Yeah. And and they're not going to take their favorite players. Uh, real quick, rugby league girl crush, Kezi Apps. Just How saying, she? Oh, my God. Listen, <laughs> Jesus. I'm just going to be honest with you. I'm not saying this as a crush, like, in that kind of a way. I'm saying this, like, as an on-field 
Like she, she is a weapon. People up. She she's is, a yeah, she's, she's as good to watch as any other rugby league player, no matter what gender. Player, yeah. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Like when yeah. she hits somebody, ever like I like audibly last year during the Origin game I was like, oh Jesus! Like yeah. she just like when she hits, I'm like, man, that's a problem. So from a rugby league standpoint, I have a, I have a crush on her on on the field. If that makes sense, I'm gonna stop. I saw her interviewed today on on Fox before the Dragons game, and uh, my daughter's there with me, three year old, and uh, I said, oh Camilla, look, this girl plays for St George, and she's like. All of a sudden, she's glued. Anyway, it's ding, cool. Ding, ding. Yeah, fantastic. That's but anyway, she's sorry. Fantastic. I went. So that's continue. the idea is the tour, yeah. right? To try to set this up the tour uh, as a combined America squad. Yeah. You've, you've just promoted yourself from USA Women's Director to America's Women's Director. <laughs> I, see, no. I see what you're doing. Here, here's what I want to do because I want to give that to somebody else to run with it. Okay. But no, but I think that that works because what happens is it makes all of our girls stronger because they realize they're going to be going on tour every year. Well, it gives a girl, and we sort of spoke a bit about this off air, but it like... The girls that are playing, or the women that are playing rugby union over there, they don't really have a lot to aspire to. That's right. Right? So it's not like the guys that are playing rugby sevens and making some money. All of a sudden, the girls have something, the women have something to play for. That's right. And they're more likely to say, hey, hey, I'd rather play rugby league than rugby union. That's right. And and that's kind of what we need. And I'm sure there's questions about this too, but it's something we'll touch on. But we need to figure out a way for both genders to get more rugby league players playing in the states yes. rather than like because at the moment it's a it's a sport that a, a lot of the apart from maybe the Hawks squad and you tell me if i'm wrong but the way i so the way it looks to me is if you're a usa hawk you're committed to rugby league mm-hmm. but if you're just uh just playing for philly fight or something like that and you play mm-hmm. rugby union nine months of the year but you decide hey i want to play i'm gonna i want to keep playing so i play rugby league for the for the summer we need to turn that around. We need to get guys that are guys and girls that are playing rugby league, that are rugby league players, and that's the only way we're going to be able to build to the yes. next level in the states. I agree. How do we do this, man? Because like no one knows better than you do. I believe you're that's right in the thick of it, and that's a problem. <laughs> I shouldn't be the guy that knows any of this. Uh, no, like I, I, again, I make my living off of other things, but on the podcast, I make my living off of drinking whiskey, like I, I, alcohol, like that's where my stimulus for, for, for intelligence. I don't know what that is. Anyways. Um, yeah, no, I think, uh, so first off from a league standpoint, the answer is no, those guys that are playing on the USA rugby league side for the Hawks. Yeah. Those boys are playing union. Oh, really? So those, they, they're all playing union. Those boys are playing both. Well. Now the exception to that rule was the guys that were when they were in Australia playing, or like when Ryan Burroughs was in with the Barrow Raiders playing, or when Jamil and them were down playing with you know with somebody down here, or if they're Wentworth or whatever it is, right? Yeah. Those guys are playing league. Yeah. Because they're immersed in the culture, but if yeah. not, if they're back home, they're playing union and league. Well, we're talking about guys that may be playing union on a on a on a Saturday and the following Saturday. And now they're representing the United States. Yeah. Wow. Because that's because we don't have a lead. It so goes that's a problem that first, to make. That's yes, such a big problem. because it goes back to the first first thing is we don't have a long enough season. We have to invest in that season. And that's not to say that it's anybody's fault that's already involved. It's a matter of it's to the point – this is a good thing. It's to the point now where it goes, how do we make it better? Yeah. And so we weren't there that long. And, you know, like that. That's It's important to get to that point where it's like, how do we make it better? We just keep adding and keep adding and keep adding. And that's – the next thing is how do we make it better? We make the season longer. We invest a little bit more time in there. But a union guy is going to play league if the season's longer. Are they going to say, "Hey"? Yeah, some of them will, and some, some of them will. won't. And yeah. then you have to. Find we need new that. Players. We need that. We need to say. Yeah. We need to be. 
the girlfriend that says, hey, it's either me or, or yeah, you know what I mean? I know that's bad. 100%. I don't know if that's yeah, a good... Without, without, no, that's a, great, that's a great analogy. It's either me or, you know, it's either me or her kind of thing, yeah, right? Like, yeah. By the way, I've never been in that of situation. Of course, same, in my life. same. Yeah, I've never... Same thing, I've yeah, never been yeah. in that... No, like, it's really important. <laughs> I've never had the scenario where two women were like, it's either me or her. It's it's always been like me We can keep drinking whiskey. Begging, drink. yeah. begging, <laughs> like, just one of you, please be my girlfriend. So, you know, that's how I did it now. It's the same thing. I just, it's like, hey, I swear to God, I'll come to Australia and be my girlfriend. <laughs> like, no, but anyways, yeah. So, uh, yeah, but that's that's it. So, I think that's really, really important. Then we need to, I guess, create opportunity. That's where the problem is. So, um, we need to be like, we don't have the money. Like, there's more money in union in the states. Yep. Like, there's the MLR. So, there's like, and that's stop thinking poor. Yeah. Stop thinking poor. Yeah. That's just probably gonna piss off everybody. But stop thinking poor. Yeah. Right. Like, we're, like it's not poor anymore. Like, it, like it was built off of the the working man. Right. The rugby league is built off the working man. Yeah. Rugby league doesn't have to be built off the working man anymore. It, it can just be built off of somebody that wants to love the game. Especially, especially in America, where yes. there's these like the boundaries were never created in the first place. Ever. They don't have to be there, and. Um, there just needs to be what we need to create opportunities whether it's because of money whether it's because of opportunities to represent your nation or the americas as a whole or to play more competition or to make it in the nrl that's it like i'm sure i'm sure we can use the nr like the nrl at the end of the day doesn't matter what i might be biased i don't know you tell me if, if you think i'm wrong but there is no rugby competition greater than the NRL, period, in the world. No, it's not. Right? There, like super period, rugby, not, anything in Europe, yep. nothing is better. No, nothing. Nothing beats the NRL. Nothing. So why, like, throw that carrot out there. You could be playing the best rugby in the world. You could be making money. You could be, I don't know, there's got to be a way. And I kind of think that it goes back to what we were saying with Toronto Wolfpack and New York and Ottawa and all that sort of thing. We kind of need a layer to come in over the top. And I had a question from, actually, this is a good, good little question. It was from Mark Harris. Let me find it. He's, uh, I've had some good conversations with, loves the show, loves both our shows. He says, is there any grassroots rugby league emerging locally underneath the USARL competition? I had that same question, yeah. Right, so, and I want, I'm sure you're, you're going to be all over this question, but in my opinion, the USARL is the grassroots competition. We need to get kids playing for those those teams, 100%. and that feeds into the Ottawa's and the New Yorks and yep. the Torontos. Absolutely, go for it. No, it's, I completely <laughs> agree. We are the grassroots. Like when everybody asks, like, how do we get grassroots started? We already have. That's it. Yeah, we've done grassroots. We are doing grassroots right now. We are taking grassroots players and putting them on our national team and playing against the best in the world. Mm. That doesn't happen that many other places. It doesn't. Ha- it does happen someplace, but it doesn't happen everywhere, right? Yep. Like you don't take the grassroots players from Australia and play against the best in the world. No, no those grassroots players try to make it up through the pro- mm. up all the way through the ranks to the NRL and then from the NRL they're picked for the ARL side mm. that you know where's the kangaroos jersey we are the grassroots level like the the joy of the New York team coming in right the joy of the Toronto team and if I were Toronto and I were Ottawa and I were New York you know what I would be doing is I would be buying a license which would cost them like nothing it would be nothing to basically say hey we want to take all these players and we want to build a team that's going to play in the USARL 
mm. which would immediately make them the best teams in the USARL mm. because 100%. they would be paying somebody, right? Yeah. But even if they weren't, even if they were saying, hey, we're going to build an entire team out of, out of this, we're going to pay for their travel costs and everything else, but we're going to build it out of local talent. Yeah. They'd step up to the top immediately and it well, would change everything. I would love, and I've said this before on, on Chasing Kangaroos, but I would love for the guy from Ricky and the guys from New York, now that the New York Knights have folded yep for them to come in and say hey let's start this like we're coming into we want to get into league one in 2021 but in 2020 we're going to have a usarl team it's weird it's almost like i've heard that before you may have heard it before on the show yeah and it's weird i may have heard that in other places too. have you said it? oh I, uh, wink wink all right wink wink okay Move on. Let's let's yeah, hit yeah, some. No. Cool. Let's hit some. Let's hit some. Because <laughs> let's let's hit some quick Q and A. You hit me with questions and we'll hit answers, and I'll hit you with the questions and we'll hit. You answers. give me one because I feel like I, let's, I let's do that. What's your perception? What's your perception of the USA players that represent uh, at the USA Hawks level? My perception. Yes, I think there's some very talented guys there. I wish that some of them had been playing rugby league from like the ages of five and six because I think we'd have some incredible talent. Um, I'm not sure if the guys are at the standard that they could be playing NRL or Super League. In fact, they, they, they're not there. Yeah, they're, not. they're not there, let's be honest. Yep. But with a few more years, they could have been. Yep. I think we need to look at them as the pioneers. They need to be the guys that are showing the next generation the way. Their goal, their goal and I know a lot of them say they'd like to play in the NRL one day, like that's their goal. But their realistic goal needs to be to help the next kids coming through get to the NRL right. one day. Absolutely. I feel like we agree on everything. I know. <laughs> this is the problem. This is going to be boring. Is this like, is, is this, is this like uh, what's that, what, what, Step Brothers? Where it's like, what's your favorite magazine to you know, jerk off to? It's non-porno? Good housekeeping? Did we just become best friends? I think it just happened. Uh, I, nobody probably, maybe actually sadly some people probably thought jerking off would come up in this. They shouldn't have, but they could have. It's... It's a free country where I live, where here's, we say things. Here's a quick one for you. If both of us, if you and I could get together and start a club anywhere in the world and enter the League One, who, where, why? Oh, shit. Anywhere in the world? It can't be like New York. It can't be something if that's If I were to say anywhere better. in the world, so yeah. I, okay, if I'm going to say anywhere in the world, I'm going to step outside of my country because I want to travel. I'd say the city of Barcelona. Barcelona, yeah. I would say Barcelona. Why not, right? Like, because you could, you could use so many different... You could just be, basically use, like, hey, the flair of our own Catalonian people. Let's mm. use it. By the way, does it sound like a Jets coming through this It house? does sound like a Jets. If this the Barcelona Jets. Barcelona that's Jets. Who we- <laughs> Ooh, that's good. There we go. No, I would use Barcelona. Barcelona just had the game, but I would use Barcelona because they have that Catalonian. They could use that... You're not quite Spain. You're not quite France. You're, you know, you're a little bit of this, you're a little bit of that. But that could be a great region. You could use the flair of that region. If I were going to say the United States, I'd use Nashville. Nashville. I think, I think Nashville's Tennessee. Most underrated. Nashville, I think that is the most underrated city in America. In terms of like nightlife yeah. and like, yeah, like, man, sporting Nashville. culture, you could really have some serious fun there, man. Like you could, like you could have some kick-ass fun there. If we're talking states, I like Boston. There's something about yeah, Boston Boston's that, sick, like, man. in terms of sport. Everyone like wants yeah. to be a part of that sort of right. like yeah that's crazy. Yeah. So Boston would be cool. Um, I kind of like Jamaica, man. Like Kingston. Like yeah, yeah. I've been watching. I watched some clips with their under 19s their parish of origin. I think yeah, it was yeah. and some of the stuff that Romeo Monteef put up on social media recently. And I'm and I'm like, man, these guys are like, there's some good kids coming through. Yeah, and they're damn good talent. They're starting young. Yeah, man. Like they're gonna be like. All the, all the stuff we're seeing coming out of the Pacific at the moment. That's gonna be Jamaica soon. Yeah. And um, I'd probably try something in Jamaica, man. That's, I reckon that would be really exciting. Bro, I'd be into that. I'd be into that. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> I like that. Um, should all rugby league countries and domestic competitions run an origin series? 
Uh, I think we do in the sense that we have an all star game. We yeah. just call it an all star game. Yeah. You guys call it an all star game, but it's not an all star game. It's like an indigenous kind of thing versus a Maori and all that. Oh, the so Maori, it's like in the um, beginning of the season. Yeah. yeah. You guys run Origin in the middle of the season. That's cool. Like we kind of run an all star. We kind of do it. I think if you run yeah. an all star, I think if you run an all star competition, you already run an Origin competition. I think you've hit the nail on the head. It doesn't have to be called Origin, right. but it needs to be what we use to select for our right. national team. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So like you could have. Uh, you, you see, you're seeing Malta do it. We mentioned Red Knights, Black Knights. Uh, Jamaica have their origin. Um, USA, the All Stars do it. I'd love to be, and we're a long way off, but I'd love to one day. This is probably like a hundred years off, but one day have like Northern England versus South, or maybe East versus yeah. West. Yeah. I think they need something. To, they do to, yeah. to like step up to that next level. I know they've had War of the Roses, like. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I don't know if that concept works anymore. Yeah. Um, so look, I think it's important. Not in the sense, that because like Origin in Australia is a behemoth and in my opinion, it's probably hindered our international progress quite a bit. Um, so I don't want to see it happen in every nation at that level, but certainly as like a selection for your national team sort of process, yep. that's what I'd like to see. If you yeah. have to, if, uh, I, I've been waiting to ask this question. <laughs> if you had to, if you had to cut a couple of teams in the Sydney region yeah, of the NRL because you want to expand and actually build the game. Yeah. If you had to ex- if you had to cut a couple of teams, which ones would it be? How many teams do I have to cut? <laughs> let's say let's say two teams. You have to cut two teams out oh, of the Sydney God. comp because you're going to move a second one to Brisbane and one to Perth. Let's this just is, say that. This is hard. Okay. Step one's easy. Sharks, Cronulla Sharks. Awesome. Okay, we're sitting Just in Cronulla territory. In Cronulla. Yep. But I have to say it, um, I'm a Dragons fan, so maybe a little bit yep. of bias there, but I certainly believe that the St. George Illawarra region, which surrounds the Cronulla region, could easily usurp that yeah. demographic and that junior. Um, we used to, St. George, The Cronulla area used to be part yeah. of the St. George junior system anyway. Yep. I think the Sharks, Perth Sharks, I think that's a no-brainer for there me. I apologise to any Sharks fans. Um, or players, but that's how I kind of see it. The other one becomes a little more tricky. Um, a lot of people say Manly, but I kind of like think there needs to be a presence on the North Shore or the, mm-hmm. or the North North part of Sydney. I think there's too many teams in the West, so I don't know if maybe this is a hard question, Nate. Like, like because like, like you need to you need to step away. And, and like you need to almost come in fresh having never watched NRL and say okay this makes sense what makes sense is like maybe Canterbury are gone so that the, the West Tigers sort of take up that whole area mm-hmm. or maybe Parramatta and Penrith merge because mm-hmm. and they become like a greater Western Sydney team the truth is like it's hard man because I've seen the Rabbitohs die and come back I've seen the North Sydney Bears die I've seen teams merge. My my clubs merged, and yeah. and for me, like I'm fine with it. Like I love the history of St George, and and the junior base that is in Illawarra. But I don't know if all the fans have reconciled with that. Like I have. Like I still yeah. hear some of the older fans say, "Oh, I wish we could just be St George Dragons and Illawarra Steelers again." I know the West Tigers is certainly like that as well. So, look, it's hard. I think for the long term, Sharks. Oh, that second one, man. Maybe it's a it's it's maybe the Bulldogs and this is hard because they're a mass they've got a massive fan base so I think short term pain long term game but I could see the Bulldogs moving to the southern island of New Zealand this is out there yeah 
and be the still be the Canterbury Bulldogs in the Canterbury region around Christchurch in New Zealand. I'm gonna bore that. Yeah, uh, that's so. Yeah, okay. Perth Sharks, Canterbury Bulldogs in New Zealand. I like that. That's fucking hard, man. I Sorry like to that. swear. I don't know if I'm allowed nah, to swear I, on your yeah, show, but definitely I'm not. Yeah, we're allowed to. So that's what I'd say. Um, what's fair dinkum? What's fair dinkum? What the hell is fair dinkum? Fair dinkum is like for real. Okay. Are you for real? Are you fair dinkum? Yeah, yeah. That's what that is. Okay, all right, yeah. all right, all right. What else do you want to know? That was a really cool <laughs> I had to know that one. Also, you guys call it Maltese. Maltese. They're malt balls, where I'm from. Oh, Maltesers. Yeah, Maltesers. Yesterday, some <laughs> on the cake that I was eating, they were like, oh, the Maltesers are great. And I was like, Maltesers are like, great. What I don't the know hell what is the Maltesers? Eventually, I realized it's the same thing we call malt ball. That's a random one. Anyways, yeah, that's, a, that's, that's off topic, but it's not. What so. do you think? Because you're an outsider looking in, right? So how long have you been watching NRL Rugby League for? I've been watching Rugby League for, I've been watching NRL Rugby League for a while. Probably, I guess it's been a while. I guess it's been since like 2010-ish. So it's been, I okay. think it's been a decent enough time. You saw St. George win the a last grand final, which days. is good. Yep, so the last couple <laughs> of days. Yep, that's pretty much the first time I ever found Okay. The last couple of days has really enlightened me. You guys are broken down at the professional level inside of suburbs. Yeah. And that to me just doesn't even process. So what would you? Who would you get rid of? Well, that's just mean. No, no. no well, who would you? Well, what would you would do? be one of them, right? Really? Like, yeah, yeah. Without okay. a doubt. So like, get rid of Cronulla and 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 bring that back. And like you said, but the honest answer is, I would personally look at it and I say, so like, perfect example. New York City is damn near as big as like all of Australia when it comes to population. Crazy. They yeah. have two NFL. Teams. Yeah, that's crazy. But everything. Two. They have two NFL baseball teams. teams two. They have two of everything, but they don't have anything more than that. Yeah. And having anything more than that will guarantee that the game will not grow to that massive level. It yep. can't. Imagine if you got rid of three. Because like, I love how they're like, well, if you get rid of my team, I'll never cheer for rugby league again. Yeah. Maybe you don't. But I don't feel like you do, right? So let's mm-hmm. say, and I'm not like, I'm actually not trying to pick on a certain team. But if you had a team in, because uh, I don't know Sydney, right? I'm not from Sydney. Yep. But I've seen these suburbs. Yep. I went to Jubilee Oval, right? Yep. And I went to, you know, Shark Park. Yep. And I... You know, plan on going up to you know West Brisbane and going up trying to see Brisbane and those mm-hmm. other, but like they're 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 so packed in, right? But if you had a, I'm using this, it could be a little bit east, west, north, south, but you could have, let's say, three teams in Sydney. Yeah. But if you just had th- like the Sydney Roosters is an identifiable name, whether we like them or not, yeah. I don't. But the Sydney Roosters, South Sydney Rabbitohs, those are identifiable names, right? But like whether it be a. a like a, the Melbourne Storm, that's a name of a city. Like mm. you're tra- it depends on what you're going for. Mm-hmm. Are you going to try to be the... Are you trying to do what the NFL does? Like, the NFL is... Like, today I went and watched Manly play St. George at a at a bar because I didn't... I honestly didn't feel like sitting in the rain and mm. I had a bad hangover, so I didn't feel like... Lucky to go. Yeah, terrible yeah, game. Yeah, it was a terrible, terrible. game. <laughs> but the honest answer is I saw Oakland Raiders and New York Jets skier. Mm. I saw I saw people wearing at the those. pub at the pub yeah watching their team cheering right but they were wearing NFL gear if you want to try to be the NFL then you have to go with like mainstream you have to you have to change your game to a mainstream game but I'll tell you like it doesn't mean that that's right mm, that's and, relatively new right seeing seeing those jerseys in a pub in Sydney yeah you wouldn't have seen that three years ago yeah well the NFL basically has said you know what we're going to globalize this mm. shit at a, na- like mm. at a level that's just nasty mm. like they just they just do mm. they push their product so if you want to be as big as like if, if you want to be as big as rugby union you have to mainstream if you want to be as big as the NFL you have to mainstream if you want to be as big as any of those major sports you have to mainstream your game which means you have to have yeah. a Perth team like if I'm an American like here's the thing like since I've been in Sydney and since I've been 
Everybody shits on every Australian person shits on Perth. Like, uh, oh, yeah. nobody cares about Perth. It's way out there. Nobody cares. It's it's, it's just most a, isolated city. Most in the isolated world. city in the world. Yeah, yeah who cares yeah. about it? If Perth I say something, team, but if yeah. I say something to an American, they know what Perth is. They, they know do. what Perth is, Australia is. Yeah, mm. they know what Perth, Australia is. They know where Sydney, Australia is. They know where Brisbane, Australia is. They know where Cairns, Australia is. They know where Melbourne, Australia is. They, know mm. where Ad- they may have heard of Adelaide, maybe. Yeah, but it comes They've down to Tasmania. brand. It comes down to brand as well, Nate, because like New England Patriots. I don't necessarily know where New New England is yeah. on, on the map. Yep. But I know Tom Brady, and I know they win a lot yep. of grand yep. finals, and I and I know that, right? So, I think it comes down more to brand. Like a lot of someone in, in the winning. states won't know who St George Illawarra Dragons, where that is. Right. But that big red V is the, one of the most marketable icons in, well, in rugby league. So you use that to your advantage. Mm. So that's how you mainstream the game. Like the like the V is to mm. me when I think of rugby league, I think of the V. Hundred percent, and that's why my when I changed my logo for chasing kangaroos, yeah. that V is important because that's absolutely right. You don't see that in any other sport. Yep, I've been trying to figure out how to incorporate it in mine, but I just I'm not creative. Do so. it, man. Do it. But like, but the V matters. The yeah. V will be on the USA women's jerseys, cool. right? Like it'll be on there. Like I think that matters. Will this is from Dane Clark? Clarky's in a roll call. Boom. Will international comps ever get to a stage where the winners of all have a playoff tournament? So I'm, I guess he's asking about World Club Challenge and does that expand? Mm. This going to be a quick answer. No. Yeah, I don't think so either. I, I think it just needs to be played in America. What do you mean? Oh, what do you mean? <laughs> put the World Club Challenge in America and help build the game that way. Like, put it in one spot every year. Put so it- you would have liked to have seen the Roosters versus Wigan in New York? No. Because it's oh, too cold over there. In oh, south, or in, in Texas, the South. Yeah, yeah. In California, in Florida. Put it over there. Put it in one spot every year and build it. And this one-off competition all of a sudden becomes a staple in that area. Mm. And that area starts to want that sport more. I think that starts to build in. I think it's interesting. I think we're more likely, and this is going to sound crazy, but we're more likely to go back to what we said before and have a USA conference champion versus an English conference champion. And yeah. that being the pinnacle of the Northern Hemisphere game. I think that's more I likely. I can't see a situation where um, we're seeing the NRL champions and the Super League champions and the USARL champions and the Serbian champions. I don't see yeah, I, don't I don't see that happening in the short term. Okay. You got any more? What else you got? That's it on that. Let's hit me up with one more question. Let's, uh, let's make this happen. I've got heaps more, man. You want me to just keep rolling? Hit, let's hit them quick. What, what must be done so that the USARL can grow to semi-pro level? Is a hard one, eh? Come back to that one. Mm-hmm. All right. Is it the... I love this question. Is it the NRL's responsibility... No. To, <laughs> to develop rugby league in America? No. If, the, if you're leaving the game up to... If you're leaving the game up to the NRL to grow every single region, then it's never going to grow. That... that yep. The NRL is the product that you show on TV. Yeah. That... that inspires other people to build it but it's not their job it's not that's 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 insanity it's not my job to build your house i agree 100 percent. but i will say this it is the nrl's the nrl does need to build its own brand in the states and around yes, the world yes i agree with that because i see kids wearing in australia wearing liverpool fc jerseys barcelona jerseys new england patriots jerseys right these kids that are wearing European soccer jerseys are going to play soccer yep. in Australia. They're going to end up, maybe some of them, playing for the Western Sydney Wanderers, yeah. Sydney FC, etc., etc. So I think it, you know, the NRL, it makes sense for them to 
market themselves and build their brand in the States, sell yeah. the NRL in the States, and then kids in the, in the States are going to be asking, hey, where can I play this game? And that's that. when your Brooklyn Kings and your Jacksonville Axemen, yeah. and, and they're going to have junior teams, and that's going to really benefit them. So I think, no, it's not up to the NRL, but it is, yeah, they do need to build their brand. Yeah, I agree with that. All right, what else have we got here? Hit me with another one. Then we'll come back to the USARL. I feel brave enough then. What's been your favourite episode of each other's shows? Ooh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> wow. I like this one. That's really good, dude. That's really, really good. Wow. That's from Charlie. Charlie Monty, one of my original co-hosts as well. Well, it could be selfish and say that when you were talking about me getting naked and peeing on like Sydney, that was <laughs> pretty was, good, right? That was early on. You guys said something about Nate, Nate's coming over. We're going to get drunk and we're going to like pee off we're Sydney Harbour. Drunk, yeah. uh, uh, I really liked, actually was a big, big fan uh, of yours whenever you were talking about Italy. Oh yeah, the Italian episode. Yeah, because you had so much passion in it, right? Because of that. Yeah. Like that, like that to me was really big. Like all of like I'm a big fan of your episodes. I'm a big fan of your show. But Thanks, man. the the Italy the Italy one because it because it has a because it has a passion because of your heritage mm. kind of comes back to what we talked about earlier. I really was a big fan of like talking about the Italian game because mm. I knew nothing about the Italian mm. game. Not nothing. me. That one got a lot of in terms of like people tweeting about it or. Yeah. We had some press about it. Like that was the episode that was like people started talking about yeah. us. So that was pretty cool for me. I like I've, like you've got a lot. There's a few that I could mention. Like your Colin Claywig interview. There was an early one that you had um, with Spinner Howland from Jacksonville Axemen. Yeah. So I got to learn about how that worked. I think that was like episode four or something like yeah. that. My favorite one of yours is one of the first ones that I listened to, and it was about you started talking about. And this was a long time ago when we thought that the World Cup was going to be held in the States and you start and you spoke about your ideas for where games should be played and who should play where that was like when I discovered you okay and um so I don't know if that's actually my favorite or if I just have like a bit of a soft spot for it because that's when I first was like oh he's a guy with an American accent talking about (laughs) rugby league and he's talking about stuff that I don't really know about so that was really cool so I think that was my favorite yeah yeah. man all right what else have I got um oh this is from Mark Harris so how big are the crowds in the USARL and is interest growing? They're small. And, and I don't think, you know, before I would like try to maybe like hide them and be like, oh, there's nothing there, this and that. Jacksonville does a good job. Mm. Uh, you know, like you may get 100 people out to a game or something like that. Yep. Maybe some other ones you get 45 people out to a game. They're small. They're, they're small crowds. Where our crowds are bigger are online. And so as these clubs, and this would be my knock-knock, hint, hint kind of thing, is as our clubs continue to do more like they did this year where they said you will, you will stream your games, not necessarily live, but they will go out. Yeah, that changed the game because our audience, it's not about asses and seats yeah. in America right now. It's about players playing, and it's about people like getting interested. When all of a sudden, when somebody from Australia buys a T-shirt yeah. from a team in Tampa or mm. a team in Delaware, well, that guy that sold that T-shirt goes, "Hey, somebody from Australia just bought our shirt." Mm. It makes them feel better. Do you know anything about figures as as to who's watching those? Streams like do you know how many people are watching that? No, but I could just from kind of jumping in with it, I'd say Australia just has such a massive push from this. I I would say a ton of Queen. There's a lot of Queenslanders mm. that follow us. Australians, a lot. Australians have. I say this a lot. We have a hard on for USA rugby. We want to see yeah, yeah, it happen yeah. to the point where, like in my opinion, I think the game has a better chance of growing or is doing more work at the grassroots level than 
in Jamaica and Canada than it does in the USA, yeah. right? Sorry yeah. to say. Yeah. But there's just something about that USA brand that we as rugby league fans want to see. We want to see our sport yeah. succeed over there. So I think if you're, yeah, if you're streaming games live, then we are, we want to see it yeah. there, man. So I, think, I agree with that. I think it's there. Hit me up. I'm going to have to call this uh, here soon. All right. I'm going to go one more. One more. Let's hit it. I want to do tips for the upcoming weekend of international games in origin, right? Because <sighs> there's a few, there's, this yes. is the biggest week for it. So this um, is how we're going to yes. end it. This is how we're going to end it. All right, so I'll go the big, the, the big origin game first. So New South Wales, Queensland in Perth. You're going to be there. I can't wait. Who wins? Perth. Perth wins? Perth wins, yes. Perth wins. How much whiskey have you had? Yeah, Perth wins. <laughs> Perth wins because they get to see the game out there and all that. Yeah. But as far as who wins the like who legit wins the game, I think New South Wales wins the game and it comes yeah. down to the end. I think. I hope so. Because like we just saw the rosters come out and they've changed a couple names in there. Like, mm. and so I think that could be big. Um, so I think they, they may just be scared and sparked just mm. enough to where they win and then it comes down to game three. I think Perth wins just simply because they're going to they're gonna stack that stadium. It's just going to be loaded down. The seats are sold out. Like It's going to be huge. Like I, I, mm. I think Perth wins if they follow it up. But yeah. But yeah, I think New South Wales, I hope they lose. No, you don't. Don't say that. I, I hope, I hope they win. We need to have... But I want it to come down. I always want it to come down. There's nothing three. worse than a tiebreaker in Sydney. I'm sorry, than a, yeah. than a whitewash yeah. ending in Sydney. Yeah, I, I just want to always see it come down to game three. What about the girls? Who wins the ladies game? New South Wales or Queensland? I think the Maroons come back. They, like, they're they're going to they're gonna want to win after that last one. I also think New South Wales is going to be dangerous. Mm. Like They're so freaking good. And and sitting down with Andrew Patmore this past mm. week, the Origins coach for the Blues, mm. who gave him one of their jerseys. Mm. Uh, he feels really good about his team. Mm. But I haven't met the Maroons side yet. But I'm gonna say Maroons win it because they're gonna they're gonna like it's it's a one off game. Yeah, they have to go all in. I reckon the New South Wales boys win and the Queensland girls win. That's gonna be yeah. my my. What about uh, okay the the big one for me New, New Zealand Tonga 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 really why I think they because they they need to win they want to win they 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 think they can win yeah. they think this is their time they think that they're turning the corner. I want Tonga to win. I think New Zealand are better on paper. I reckon. I agree with that. I say New Zealand, Kiwi Ferns, Samoa. I think Kiwi Ferns win. Agreed. The other ladies' game, PNG Orchids, Fiji. PNG. Yeah, I agree. PNG Samoa, in the men's. Samoa. You reckon Samoa? Yeah, I think Samoa. You're, so you reckon uh, Kapow, Mighty Kapow? Yeah, I do. Gonna I make think, the difference. Yeah, I think it makes a difference. I'm gonna go PNG just to be different. Okay. Fiji, Lebanon. Fiji. Lebanon. Ooh, I like that. No, I'd like to see Lebanon yeah. win, but I say Fiji. I just think they got too many good heritage players, man. Robbie Farah, yeah. Mitchell Moses, I think, Alex I, Ball. I think I think they're really good side with that. I, I think Fiji wins though. Two that are close to your heart and mind: USA, Jamaica. I think USA. I think USA wins. This is hard to pick because yeah, no, this is like really who's playing. Really I haven't seen the squads yet. I don't know if all the Hawks guys are coming over. I'm pretty certain none of the Super League or none of the English-based Jamaicans are coming USA over. USA wins. Yeah, USA. I, reckon, I think domestically, I think based on the nines that just happened, mm. I say the USA wins. Are all the Hawks players coming over? I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. That's a tricky one, man, because like funding for these sorts of things yes. is another big one that we could probably talk about for hours, but I know we haven't got much more time left. Last one. So it's a World Cup qualifier. The winner of this game will be playing your Hawks for a spot in the World Cup. Oh, it's Cook Islands all day. You don't even have Cook to Cook Islands, South Africa. Yeah, Cook, Cook Islands. Islands because Cook Islands can put a team on the field that can easily win this game. 
And I think if they easily win this game, they're going to kind of look at each other and be like, hey, why don't we recruit all of our friends that can play just like us? And that's going to be a very tough game. Do you think USA Hawks can beat the Cook Islands? <laughs> I mean, that's a rude question to ask me, if I'm just being honest with you. I think that the answer is yes. Yeah. But the USA has to bring their full squad. They, they have to be healthy. Like, all the players have to come through the USARL. All the players have to come through the heritage sides. Everybody feels good. They're healthy. And they realize exactly what this means. Not like the, oh, we don't want to lose. It's the, hey, man, we can't miss out on a World Cup mm. cycle. It's going to be big. For the game of yeah. rugby league, the USA missing out on a cycle is bigger than Cook Islands. I agree. And I want USA to be there. But I think Cook Islands are going to be too strong. I yeah. hope I'm wrong, man. But... I think um, in the big scheme of things, USA needs to be there. It's really important. All right, well, cool. Is there any last... What else do you want to talk about? Before we wrap things up, I know you probably got a jet, and I appreciate your time, man. But And I apologize to any questions that we didn't get yeah, to. Yeah, no, no, we'll, we'll figure out something else, too. <laughs> uh, and disclosure, I have to finish up because I have to go spend the last bit of time I can in Sydney <laughs> with the... Uh, what do you call them? Do you call them? Like the, they're not in-laws. Well, uh, their future in-laws, maybe. I don't know. Well, wink, calm wink, down. wink, wink. Calm down, know. bro. We're drinking whiskey. Calm down. Like You're getting out of control. I would call them the, the fa- family. The family. What's the going family. On? It's family of the girlfriend. Hey, I guess that's how you call it. They don't have like a technical title. So yeah, I have to go, I have to go meet up. I'm going to go meet with Nan. Nan's my other Aussie girlfriend. Nan's the grandmother. Oh, wow. That's how you got into the family. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, doing what I got to do. <laughs> no, uh, dude, I, I think... Uh, I'll say this uh, without a doubt: if you're not listening to the Chasing Kangaroos podcast, you're missing out on the International oh, Rugby League. That's no joke, dude. That's I'm not blowing sunshine up your ass. I'm just being honest. I um, and I'm gonna like I don't, again. I don't want to kiss each other's butts, so to speak. But like, especially like I've been getting a lot of value out of your USARL wrap ups every Tuesday because there is no, unfortunately. Like, the USARL website doesn't even get updated regularly. So, yeah, like, the, there's only one place that I get to hear everything from, and that's from you every Tuesday. Yeah. So, um, if you're not... I'm, I'm sure a lot of our listeners listen to you. If yeah. you're not, do it. It's worth it. And um, I just want to say thanks to you, man, because no, I sort of got the guts to start this show from listening to you. Dude, so. I, I, got the, I got the... I don't even know where I got the guts to start this. I, just, I was just like, I want to hear about. I just, honestly, I got this from the guys. I just wanted the guys to hear. Cool. I just wanted the guys to hear about the game. Hey, man. Cheers, dude. Here you go. Cheers. Rugby league. Rugby league. Love it. Well, guys, I hope you enjoyed that one as much as I enjoyed sitting down, meeting Nate in the flesh, drinking some whiskey. He's really a great guy. I knew he was a great guy, but meeting him in person, what a what a cool dude. And uh, the, the world of rugby league is a greater place uh, for having him in it. He's fantastic. We could have spoke for at least four or five hours, uh, but we had to cut it short at some stage, obviously. And I'm sure we're going to do it again because it was a lot of fun. And um, sorry to any of those questions that we didn't get around to answering. Uh, hopefully we'll get an opportunity again soon. Uh, guys, I'm not going to go into Golden Points this week just because this is already 
our longest episode ever. Uh, so, But if you are itching for some golden points and you don't follow us on Instagram, Facebook or Twitter, make sure you do because I popped up some doozies in the last week or so. Plenty of stuff happening all around the world of Rugby League. So make sure you're following us on our socials uh, and keeping up to date uh, and yeah, just hoping to educate as many people as we can. So if you are enjoying the show, please do, do me a favour, do us a favour and tell at least one friend about us, one like-minded friend who will, who loves the game as much as you do please tell them let's hashtag grow the game together guys I want to shout out again to mascotbrowns.com mascotbrowns.com.au uh, use the uh, the discount code kangaroo court um, at checkout and you'll get 10% off that's mascotbrowns.com mascotbrowns.com.au and this episode is brought to you also by everythingrugbyleague.com that's ev- everythingrugbyleague.com and uh, their Facebook page as well. Really great resource to learn as much as you can about Super League, NRL, and the international game. Guys, it's been great being with you this week once again. I'm Michael Carboni. I'll be back next week. Uh, I'm going to be joined by Phil Brown, the Brown from Mascot Browns. Uh, We'll be talking about all the international games that are happening this week, maybe a bit of origin, uh, everything that's going on. It's probably the biggest week of International Rugby League for the year, so really excited about it. A big thank you to Ricky Cancino and Ash Barco for writing and recording our theme music. Take it away, boys.